That sounds like a commercial. That's wonderful. Unlike some say, the Ford Inn. See, the Ford Inn, that's for the, uh, the well-to-do. The well, the exactly. It's not the hoi polloi like here. Exactly. I gotcha. Right. If you're, looking for, if you're looking for a half orc, if you're looking for someone to do dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. That's right. This is, this a, is a, reasonable, a reasonable price. A, re- a reasonable price assassin. That's right. Which we've <laughs> talked about. That's good. <laughs> the Ford Inn assassins. They're way yeah. too expensive. Yeah. That's the, you're, paying, you're paying for all the other accoutrement. You know, the flare. <laughs> all I, that I overhead. All, right. I don't need all that. <laughs> Unnecessary overhead. I just want, I want the list. I don't want the list price. I want the value price. Right. I, I, I will kill for you, but I will need a jeweled, you know, I will need a jeweled scabbard. <laughs> that's, that's right. I only get a white. I only kill in white. Right. I need exactly. a new white, you know, and so I need a new one every time. And 50 gold pieces for a level one assassin to kill a zero level person. That's the list price. So I wonder what kind of discount you can get here. Yeah. It's like 50%. 25 gold. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of money, but to have someone assassinated and not worry about it. Could be well worth it. That, I think that could be a, a huge value. Do you think assassins run specials during the holidays? Like a Black Friday. <laughs> Literally Black Friday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's People would be lined out the door. That would be interesting if there was like, you know, at the Assassin's Guild. A oh Black my God! Friday special, and you see all the people lined. Hey, Joe, what, you see, what are you here for? You see your wife. <laughs> That's right. You're both there. <laughs> What's your wife doing oh, here? Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> What's that life insurance policy I have? Oh, That's right. Oh, that, would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, that so, would can be we get good. A two for one. That's uh, that would be awesome. Hey, everyone's coming out. Good morning. Good evening. Hello. How is everyone doing? So uh, we've got our, our dear friends uh, around the world. Around the world. Yep. Show them that we've. Yes. Okay. They're gonna be very excited. To show them that they're, because they were concerned right. that we were being frivolous and wasting right. their patron money. Patron money. We want it. to be clear that we are not, we're not being frivolous and wasting your patron money. Exactly. Because I think Vic Dorso suggested right. we, we, need we, we need some education. So we now will be able to figure, wow, did you know that's where England is? It's yeah. across the water. Right. I, I always thought it was like a, yeah, I'm not, yeah. That's, that's interesting. interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's mostly blue, the planet. I didn't, I really you know didn't how big that. that ocean is? Right. Well, that's, we may have to study that. Should later. we just, you mean for like the next half hour? <laughs> just got to look at the globe in amazement <laughs> how it works. <laughs> we'll just look at cities. Right. Okay, I'm going to randomly pick a city. All we right? did this. No, no, randomly a country. Okay. Let's see, okay, where I land. Uh, not a, yeah, that's, China, I'm in China, of course. Of course. What well, was the other place it's so we large. tried to pick? We're in China. We're right. in China. Well, your patron money, thanks to our patrons, has gone to uh, procuring a globe, and we have some new chairs. We're not sitting on. Apparently, we're going to be doing this for a while. So oh. I got us some uh, Black Friday chairs. Yeah, Instead of getting ass- assassinating you, I decided I get a chair for you. It was close. It was. If the if it uh, Office Depot opened at six, the Assassin's Guild opened at seven. So, so I you're like, you know, I got to get moving. I was moving. I went there first. So when I was gonna, I was gonna quit the show today, <laughs> and I showed up and I found there's new chairs. Yes. And now I feel compelled to at least go for another couple episodes. 
Right. And actually, the production goblin is back uh, after uh, going to Hogwarts or whatever they call it. Uh, he's he's he got into, Are you sure he got into Hogwarts? Um, I'm not sure. What do they call that? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's named after someone, but it's not Hogwarts. It's, I think uh, somebody online said, well, they did a question, what do you need? What do you, SAT score do you need to get into Hogwarts? Okay. And people were providing these answers. And somebody's like, you know, it isn't real. <laughs> and other people are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> that's right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yes. <laughs> it's the, that's what makes it funny. That's right. Don't, don't, don't make it so uh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, so the production goblin is going to handle the chat today, so that's wonderful. Uh, we're very excited about back. that. It is good to have him back. And so let's go over our announcements. GrogCon, we are so, you, can, you got the mouse? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so GrogCon, hopefully next month, we'll meet with Craig, uh, our, our dear friend who uh, actually facilitates the Crucible 9 now uh, convention, and we're going to figure out what we're going to do. We're still deciding whether it's going to be in September, right? That was the last week. Yeah, heard. so it's could be September. Um, could be a new hotel. So, um, But uh, Craig's uh, really working hard. Uh, looks like he's doing a great job. You know, he Kudos to him because he oh handles goodness. all that heavy lifting. And, and we know how time-consuming. We just did right. the little Gronkhan part. Right. He's doing Crucible, 8, Crucible 9. Right. And so uh, he's been working very hard. And so I'm really excited about that. I, it sounds like Crucible 9 is, is going to be really great. And Please, for people who are coming to GrogCon thinking about it, be thinking about things you want to do because uh, we'd really like to, I think, you know, make it even better. Yep. Um, my plan is to have, you know, we're going to do uh, uh, a Dwarven Forge again, Lane Feathernigill, the Master Dwarven Forger. Yes, the Master Forge, yeah, Master Dwarven Forger, yep. Is going uh, to be back, and uh, he's going to be doing the ruins under the Tower of Xenopus. Oh, okay. I'll be running that one, and wow. so it's going to be great. So we'll have a setup of that. So please be thinking of, uh, of exciting things to do. And if you want to run a game, um, uh, send information to info at grogcon.com. Um, if you run two games, then you get into the convention for free. That's right. been the rule. So um, it's also not expensive, and it's a lot of fun. We're, we're actually looking at a, a number of events that we want to do. So year one went good, and we're going to expand on it. And there's a variety of loopholes you can take advantage of. Like there's no set time for how long your game has. Right. Got. Hint, yeah. hint. That's right. Well, you know, so. You could do a temp. You could <laughs> rocks fall and you all die. And Okay, thank and, you. And then come as well death session. Yes. <laughs> like five minutes. That's, I'll be, by the way, have you talked to Carlos? We need to speak to him. I haven't seen I, him. Because what I want to do is. And look, you sometimes you need to tell me if my ideas are not good. They're okay? not good. Thank I'll, you. I'll just, I didn't oh. want that much honesty. Oh, okay. Um, is I want to have like a massive incomprehensible death session, you know, like at like 11 o'clock, like end one of the nights, you know, where it's like 20 people. Right. And it's like, you know, Asmodeus. Right. And you know, and everyone's just, it's mayhem. We'll spend three hours rolling up characters with complete <laughs> backstories and then kill yeah, them well, off. Or Carlos will have to roll up. The, that's right. No, Carlos will come. No, we'll do, Carlos has to bring pre-gens. Okay. I like it. That's, I'm sure he's looking forward to right. coming back. We've 30. 30 pregens he has to do. He probably ha he has 30 pregens. Well, Vic has, I think he has 30, Vic has 30 pregens. I know. That's his claim to fame. He's got, he's ready for you. Oh, yeah. He has like a wheelbarrow that he brings out at conventions and just dumps all these I think we should have both of them do it because they have different style. Oh. They have a different flair. It could be a incomprehensible death off or something. It could be, well, it could be like Asmodeus and Orcus, like they're buddies. <laughs> they're, they're hanging out. Going for high score. Is that competition? That's right. Mm -hmm. The incomprehensible, whoever kills more, Asmodeus. Right. That's right. Or in, in the shortest amount of time. Yes, and then just a bunch of us, like level two halflings. Or, it would be or gnomes. gnomes. All gnomes. All that would gnomes. make you happy. Incomprehensible death. And, all right. Gnome edition. This is, this, this is writing itself. All right. Incomprehensible gnomes. Right. 
Well, then, no, then you have, no, you have to put in there, mm -hmm. then you have to put Kurtilamac in there. The, the, the cobalt right. deity, right? Right, slaughtering them. Yeah. It has to be like Kurtilamac, and but I don't know. It doesn't know. have to be all gnomes, just a, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be completely gnomes. It's just some gnomes would be good. Gnome incomprehensible death. But then death I think off. if you're going to put a, if you're going to have a healthy dose of. It could just be disproportionate. Well, it like seems Kurtilamac like. should be there. Right? I get you. You know? What you think? But then they would have a chance to live. That's the difference, because he's pretty incompetent. What? Who's incompetent? Kirkamat. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to go through this again. The white mole already, remember that gnome deity? Mm -hmm. He already crushed it. What did he do? He severed the head off? Right. Or no, he disemboweled that guy? Of the stable boy. The stable boy. It was Jim. That's right. Was, Jim, James the stable James boy. James the stable boy. Is Colonel <laughs> Mac. You really want to. Do you know? You just mentioned his name. I think there's like a chance he appeared. Where am I there going? is a chance. Well, deities right. and demigods. You'd have to. You'd have to actually, he actually is read not it. incompetent. All right, let's move on. Uh -oh. You're crazy. Uh, okay. I need my dice. You keep talking. Yes, we do need dice. dice. Um, so again, uh, again, thanks for the chairs and you know the upgrades that we're doing. We're going to be doing some changes to the to the room here. And again, that's all due to the fact that people uh, are very generous and helping us with um, with support through Patreon. So we we really appreciate that, and we we spend it only for the show itself. Oh, thanks for bringing my dice back. That's the home's awesome. base, well, you know, they're not literally the home's base, they're the Gary Collins, but I used it in uh, the Tower of Xenopus since it was home's basic rules. So thank you very much. Very cool. Uh, so you can also uh, support us by clicking like and subscribing. That's also helpful. Um, as far as Heldry, no Heldry today. We, I've got to update the website. I've got two or three people I've got to put their names on. And uh, so let's start with our random encounter, I think, is where we're up to next. Okay. Do you, right. you have your books? I do. We have uh, Medusa. Lady, Lady Medusa, Lady right? Lady Medusa is still going. Yeah, all right. So we do the dorso roll. Yep, the is dorso Is that what we're roll. doing? You want to yep. do the dorso roll? Okay. Oh, yeah. One to three is Monster Manning, two, four to six is Fiend Folio. Flip it up around. All right, let's do it. Fiend Folio. There you go. All right. Carlos would be happy. Yes. Yeah, D10. Two. All right. Oh, I think we're clearly going to be. Oh, we already. Surprise, surprise. We are in a dungeon. Nice. Any specific dungeon, or do I have to. Oh, you got to do monster levels. So hang yeah. on. Um, so there's how many levels do we have? Ten. Let's see if you are right. My gosh. Yeah, you got it. Two. Oh, this is not going to be good. That's going to be great. Not, not, not for the person, not for the creature. Oh, going that's after right. He's never going to take out Lady Medusa. Yeah. All right. Um, we need a percentile. Percentile? Okay. Yeah. 11. <laughs> a giant centipede. Giant centipede. Interesting. <laughs> you know, all right. But hey, we got to go with what. <laughs> poor guy. No centipede. So we, so we can no longer say no centipedes were harmed in the making no. of this podcast. They, they are going to. Page 14. There you, okay, hang on. Let me. I want to. Can I quiz you? Yes, you can. I'm sorry. I I would have gotten this right. Um, rarely do I get things like this right. But what do you think the frequency is? I would have to say common since Indeed. they're everywhere. So does that mean like you're in your house? It it is truly a, shocking how none of, we're still alive. Right. We've made it to this age because there are giant centipedes everywhere and they're poisonous. Yeah. So you know, so it's like a big city, like just you know, giant centipedes in your house, just like in the corner is giant, a giant spider. Spiders. Right. Giant rats are all running around. They're common. Um, 20, every house, there's a 20% chance, whatever common is, 20%, right? Is that what it says? Oh. Frequency for common? What's the frequency in the monster? You got to roll that like every eight hours? 
Exactly. <laughs> Common is, excuse me, 65% chance. Yeah, where are you at? Oh, you're on Under page. frequency, page five. Yeah, thank you. It refers to the likelihood of a particular creature having yes. encountered in a region or area where it might be an inhabitant. 65%, literally, it should be. And I want you to roll it every eight hours in your house. It, it's right. Three times. Yeah, so basically, there's a centipede ready to kill us at any moment. Right, and uh, feral Jones. ghouls. Feral ghouls, uh, wild boars. Feral ghouls suggest that there's domestic ghouls. Right. Like as pets. Right. Well, no. you can't take them back from the ASPCA or whatever it's called. You can't go to the shelter and get a ghoul that's feral. There's nothing you can do about them. They will never be domesticated. Yeah, that's right. But that means it'd be domestic, which is weird. Right. So, yeah, giant centipede. Okay, so, Baboons. oh, wow. And this is not good. Not only is there a, what, a 65% chance every eight hours right. that you're at home, that a giant centipede will appear. Not just a giant centipede. You know what the number appearing are? Uh, 10 to 20. That's a pretty good guess. 2 to 24. Wow. Just you open the door to that closet. They just pour out. No, no, you got to take a shower right. or, a or a bath. I guess right. you know you, they you crawl gotta... out of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's awful. Um, now here's the good news. Things get there's some good news. AC uh, nine or ten. Yeah, it's a nine. So okay. that's good news. Now they're wow, they're fast. Well, what's bad is they have better armor class than most humans do. Humans are AC ten normally. So they that's have, right. They're, they're... Especially when you get run in the bath. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. God, that's horrible. A 15-inch movement. Wow, they're fast, too. They're fast. They have no lair. They have no lair. Oh. They're roamers. Without a country. Okay. Yep. They have no, and they have no treasure, obviously. Yeah. They're not hoarding. So they're terrible. They're terrible from a party perspective. They don't do any damage, but of course they have a special attack, which we all know, poison. They're one feet plus length. Yeah. So yeah, that's... That's a good amount. And then plus, yeah, and that's... That's just the smallest variety. And, it, and 20 of them pop out of you. That's disgusting. Do they have psionic ability? Uh, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> they do not. Okay, I like this. This is a short entry. Yeah. These nasty creatures are found nearly everywhere. I love this. This is so Gygax. They are aggressive and rush forth to bite their prey. Why? Right. Cause, well, well, I guess because they're hungry. Yeah, I guess they're hungry and... Um... Oh, I forgot about their intelligence. They're not, not, not even animal. Right. So what do they do? They just act on instinct. They sense, like a mosquito. They sense and right. rush. Yeah, they just kind of detect us. Like they have, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, a mosquito or some yeah. kind of, their hairs vibrate or whatever. They're, yeah, they're, so they're like, you know, like a, you know so they're, yeah, they're, they're not like, they don't get afraid and run or anything no. like that. No. So actually, if it was 2 to 24, mm -hmm. You're in serious trouble. Yeah, well, there's at least, if average would be uh, 13, six, about 13 of them. Yeah, that's serious trouble. Yeah. Because one of those hits. Well, and they have basically a 50-50 chance if you're a normal human. So, yeah, you're going to get hit, and then you have to make a save, which... So this giant centipede has a shot against Lady Medusa, though, doesn't she? Because she's not it, immune to poison. No, right? not... That's right. Okay. Uh, but Did you have something, Nick, Nico? Uh, David Thompson asked the centipede. I think they use the antenna. That's that's what we're going with. So I would think so too. Oh, look at those little pinchers at the. Um, so we're on page fourteen. The monster. Page so is that what they they attack with? Their little pinchers back there, or yeah. what do they attack with? I would say so. So they're like a scorpion. You think they're kind of like? Yeah, I don't know enough about this. This is. Why don't you know more about the giant centipede, James? <laughs> I just because it's not necessary for me. No one asked me for how I died. That that it's supposed to be incomprehensible. But see, because yeah, see, you uh, open the closet. Twenty hit you. You one of them died. No. Oh. You know who? Carlos Lysing. He right. you know. 
He would describe the death. We don't. We death don't by giant centipede. Yeah, I like it. Well, I, I am so rooting for the giant centipede. That yes. would be so awesome. That would be. That would be the biggest upset we've had yet. Right. So bigger than the uh, what's our biggest upset yet? Killing the uh, biggest uh, Scarlet the Rose dying going down. Right. Who killed Scarlet Rose? Uh, the scorpion. <laughs> oh, because of poison. That's right. Let's well, see. There squid, you go. Squidward. Or squid, uh, not squid, squidward. Squid, 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 uh, Stingley. You've got to take that out. We'll have to pay royalty. Stingley. Uh, no, to, it's okay. Uh, to SpongeBob. But in many... I had, I had a tick. It was, I, meant, I didn't mean to say that. I just had a, some kind of mental issue. That was, that was, an, that was, it was deliberate. Yeah, I got, is that a defense? Yes. Okay. They, I didn't mean it. They, <laughs> they are aggressive and rush forth to bite their prey, injecting right. poison into the wound. Oh, they bite, bite. And then they inject, yeah. Then they inject. Wow. And they're fat. Wow, so they bite and... Wow, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty impressive. Right. But in many cases, this poison is weak and not fatal. Yeah. Add plus four to saving throw die roll. Boo. Also, as the centipede is small... Oh, look. There's a type I think. Do you see an extra comma there? Yes. Also... It's like a bigger... It's like a small it, comma. He, he, it's for dramatic effect. Also. And yeah. then period comma. As the centipede is small, it is less likely to resist attack. Dare you say that was a, uh, a? I know. I'm so sorry. Did he do the typing? Who typed this? The guy who typed himself. Well, I assume he typed the original, but then he had it. some. Well, that's sure. Oh, you know what? That's a very good point. She that was her claim to fame. She had that on her uh, business cards. If I, <laughs> I typed the monster manual. Also, as the centipede is small, it is less likely to resist attacks, which allow it a saving throw. Oh. So it gets a minus one on saving throw. Mm. Yes. So it's because it's bad. small. You know that's interesting. You would have to read that. Obviously, I'm not suggesting you wouldn't read that. But if you just looked at that, yeah, you'd never know. You'd that. never know that. Yeah, that's that's kind of important. Oh, they come in many colors. Yeah, pale to gray to red to brown. So, so, so you want to roll with the colors, I'm assuming. So if you run an adventure and you have a giant centipede, you need to be prepared. To know because you know I'm going to say what colors have giant centipede. Right. Even though it has no change in what they do. They all work the same. But yes. But it adds color to your game. It literally. Exactly. I like it. Okay. So let's uh, roll, roll a d4. You can figure out what color it is. Oh, okay. I'm only saying there's four. I'm not using all the hues between them. So. <laughs> it's a four. It's the last it's one. It's a brown. Brown centipede. It's a brown centipede. Right. Okay. Just traversing. Brownie. Brownie. Why are you naming them? It's much, it's much it more. It hurt because it hurts. It's much more tragic when they, when they die horribly. No, because I know Brownie's going to do it. Brownie versus the Lady Medusa. Right. Okay. So we we all know this is going like one round. It may not get That's to. It. Well, first we have to roll surprise. This is the chance. Wait, can I pray now? Shouldn't I get to pray now? Yeah, to the scorpion, centipede god. Centipede god. Absolutely. Go ahead. Roll your ten percent. <laughs> what are going to be the stats? Huh? Do we, what happens if it works? Do you find the deity that you think the giant centipede would... Like? I would say the centipede deity would send more centipedes. Or like... Are you, what, what's so giant? What's the largest spider? Why would a spider be involved? No, no, my point... No, I'm trying to figure out like what is oh, the giant phase, humongus... I think the phase one Like what would it be big. like a humongous centipede? Yeah, a giganta. Giganta? A giganta. All right. All right, I'm rolling. Am I rolling? Yeah. 10%? Yep. So I've been, uh, I've been a very faithful centipede. Twenty-three, not that faithful. Are you just gonna step on me? No, I, that's what should. That's, well, what? Oh, uh, whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa, what? It's actually a megalo centipede. Oh, there's huge and megalo. That's right, megalo. What's the size on that? Uh, medium, five foot oh, long. Oh my goodness! Our colossal megalo. Cousins. They have virulent toxin. 
So uh, that's that's the one you want. That's what you do in this game, is you just b bigger and bigger and bigger right, and bigger. Megalocentric. That's why I was looking up in the Monster Spanish. Megalo. Because there's always some kind of weird, you know, like there was a, a vat of nuclear waste. Monster Manual 2 is basically if there was nuclear waste. <laughs> And all the monster, all the creatures <laughs> right, in the monster right, menu walk by, right. and they became megalo centipede. Right, it's like things that would take on Spider Man. Right, or right, exactly. Because gotcha. it's always, it's always oh, right. not big enough. Giant, no, the giant centipede's not big enough. We have huge and megalo. So apparently, it's, uh, well, how many hit points is, is that? Well, actually, huge is smaller. So it's huge, giant, megalo. And what I like about it is the megalo has animal intelligence. Yeah. It's a, so it's, megalo, that could that'd be a good baddie. That would be megalo. the small animal that would come if if you if the I would get megalo. god would get the megalo. Uh, yes. Person would come. Okay. Megalo, it's That's you. Right. <laughs> it's megalo. <laughs> Versus Mothra. I remember that movie. That was great. Yeah. And then Godzilla came and helped out. So. Is there a giant moth in Dandy? There's got to be. Yeah. If there is, yeah, someone's made it, right? But I think you just got to throw your torch at it, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it goes toward Or throw it, it away, it yeah. Just use dancing lights and have it go the other way. That's right. <laughs> have it go. This, That's right. Just go over there. All you right. don't have to attack everything. That's part of it. So you could have a campfire and like a giant moth comes? I assume basically, I'm not sure how humans survived in this world. <laughs> That's really the question. <laughs> well, this is basically what we're describing is going from one town to another in Vic Dorso's campaign. Yes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Okay, right. roll the megalo. That's right. Centipede. I just want to get breakfast. Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> nope. You got to kill this giant moth. That's right. You can't get okay. through it. Okay. Oh, but you know, if you kill the giant centipede, you can eat it. Uh, if you say so. I think so. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So Is it time roll, for surprise? Yes, you have to roll surprise. Where this, was Lady Medusa last? Who did she kill? She was in the swamp. Remember, we were in a mm -hmm. swamp and we killed... Where wouldn't we be? Huh? Where, yeah. else, where else would a Medusa this be? This is why I have notes. So, we were in the swamp. What did we attack? Well, she killed a noble, and then, what did she kill? Pseudo-Undead. Wasn't the Pseudo-Undead? The Pseudo-Undead. That's right, the, that great band. The band. The band, Pseudo-Undead, band, the band. Pseudo-Undead. She killed the Pseudo-Undead. That's who will be doing the... Uh, this will the be the longest one, huh? streak. If she defeats the centipede, she'll be the longest three How weeks. How she, she, So, she's 2-0 right now? Yeah. Okay. So, roll surprise. Okay. I am not, yes. yes. Brownie is not surprised. Yes! yes! Oh, and it's only one segment, though. What a bummer. It could have yeah. been two. So you get to, you're going to roll, roll up there, and I, I will be gracious. Well, i got to figure out the distance. This is going to be a Festivus miracle. This will be the distance. Well, unfortunately, it's not that oh, useful Oh, distance. Yeah. But wait, oh, but, okay. The, the Chamberlain, most august, who told me last, reminded right. me last week, I have to roll. I know. But wait, will I get an, what is it? You won't get an attack. You, it's, you're 80 yards away, 60 yards away. But I have 15-inch movement well, outside. You're, you're moving to close. So that's it? it? That's what, you get so to move to close. So the surprise does nothing. <laughs> so I'm, uh, you're lady, surprised to lady, see me there. Oh. Lady Medusa. And, you're surprised to see me and, coming? And you've become aggressive and you're moving towards me. It's moving so to close. So you're surprised I'm aggressive, right. basically, is the extent of that surprise roll. Exactly. And the, and the other advantage is I'm not going to make you roll the D10 to figure out if Wait, you get gazed. That's, oh, I am so slow. Well, that's why he's asking if yes. centipedes have eyes. Yes. They, clearly they don't have, there's no eyes there. Yes, okay. Do so we need the, to Google that? No, we're going to, I'm going to allow that. That's, that's why. Didn't I'm, he learn that in school? That's why I'm going to allow that he, the centipede does not have eyes. I don't eyes. think the centipede has eyes. Okay, so he cannot be gazed. He can be stepped on. All right. Yeah. So, 
That did nothing for me. I don't know why I got all excited. So now well, it's rolling for initiative? Well, now it's initiative, yeah. So now the ga- I've, I've gazed at you and it's like, oh, the stupid thing's not dying. So now it's initiative. <laughs> You're like crouching like down. So and, where are those eyes? Come here. Look yeah, at this. Yeah, no, I should get a tag. I should get a, a snap at you. You're, you're kneeling down. Inspecting me, that little fellow. You know, this fella. is why no one wants to be the dungeon master because they try to follow yes, the rules I'm a pain as in the arse, is, and, and I'm you're just working on the. Thing. That's true. I'm working it. For, All right. For, what's the name of the, this brownie? Brownie. Right. Okay, brownie. Okay. I gotta write this down. Mm-hmm. Good. So now it's initiative. Right? Just win initiative. I need that six again. Yeah. Six. Six. There you go. One. To one. I, okay. I'm crushing so you. you get, Does that mean I get five attacks? No, you don't get five attacks. <laughs> you get one attack. All right. Can and I, you do no damage. You, your, the, your hope is you poison me. Is this the die? Is this the die twenty? No, that's not the die twenty. It's close, but it's not the die twenty. So my AC is six. No, AC is five. I need to know. You gotta tell me because I need to know. You need to know. Exactly. I need to know. This, this is because this, this is it. This is this is. What is a Medusa attack? Well, if you're not using your gaze, I'm using my spot. I gotta. I'm gonna attack you with my ass. It's poison on poison action here. Oh, that's right. One at one to four. Wait a second. You're sticking your head way down there. Mm-hmm. So how, you're maybe I don't know, I don't know if you were on the ground. Perhaps I was sitting on a tree, relaxing after. So you're like, well, how far out do your snakes go? I one wonder. foot. Yeah, I got to get one foot. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna go around and bite you in your arse. Yeah, that's that. That sounds like an attack opportunity. You need a sixteen with your quarter hit dice Let's that you get. are. Oh man, make it happen. Feel the dice. Seventeen. 17. <laughs> Brownie, brownie, brownie. (laughs) (laughs) We have a chip that has no intelligence, maybe. It's literally just like the show. This is the show. show. We're like giant centipedes. We're literally non intelligent. Okay. I'm Meglio. So now plus four to hit dice. All right. Oh, wait. So you you get plus four to your savings. So what do we need to know this? So you're deaf. Plus four. Plus four. You're like. And I could argue because she's a poison creature, she should get more than that. But I will just. Oh, how does that work? Well, no, plus four. Well, I'm not going to say she's immune to it. Oh, is there any discussion about? I see. What I've you're heard saying. discussion about poison. But I don't remember, and so I'm not going to sit here and look that up. But people have that in the comments. Uh, I think she can be poisoned, so I'm going with it. I'm giving you a chance because. It makes you super excited. So I don't need a handicap. So no, it's no handicap. We don't know, and I'm not. So she's a six hit dice creature. I Means she gets six uh, level fighter saves. Fourteen, so it's ten. You need a ten. I need a ten or above. Is this a twenty sided? No. Okay, that's close. Ten or above. <laughs> right. So we want. I want below. Yes, 10. you want below ten. Come on, brownie. Oh, heaven! Oh. Uh, so now I get to attack. It's over. 12, I hit you. Because what, your AC 9? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Brownie. Well, she has, he has D, half a hip dice, so roll D8 and divide by 2. Can I parlay? It's not over yet. I want to the dice. <laughs> so you have two hit points, and uh, this does 1 to 4. Wait, it's 1 fourth hit. It's 1 fourth hit oh, dice. Oh, I give you, yeah, so you have at most two hit points. I have one. You have one hit point. You're dead. That was close, you've been, though. You've been crushed. Hey, the fact that you even got a saving throw, that's, that's the beauty of 1E. Oh, e. The Medusa almost was two points away from dying. Or brownie. From that. Yeah. I have newfound respect for giant centipedes, though. They're nasty. Right? I like them. They are nasty. They are, and because death is quick. So you know what you can say now when people are like, oh, it's just a giant centipede? You can go, hey, dude, I was there one time that's when right. a giant centipede almost took down a Medusa. Medusa right. 
one's thing away. So if the party can't take down a Medusa, we can be like, really? A giant centipede could take down right, a Medusa. Almost. Well, and, and that's why uh, they're nasty. And, and, and it's always exciting, in the spoiler alert, that there's one in, in Keep Along the Borderlands, which is absolutely insane. Oh, I don't remember. I run that. I don't yes, remember. Yes, you, uh, you, you, we, we found her. Remember? Oh, really? That was near the execution. Oh, I thought you, I'm sorry. I thought you meant a giant centipede. No. I don't right. know if there's a giant centipede. No, I meant the Medusa. Right, All right, right. very good. But no, that was not good. That was very disappointing. So this is, mu this is week three. That's pretty impressive. We should do odds and have gambling in advance. Well, right? they would have to know who the other creature is. Well, you know, but after you know it, then we would announce the odds. Okay. Because that, if that giant centipede had won, that would, people would have gotten rich. Right. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, they, that would be a huge upset. Yeah. All right. What a bummer. But it just goes to show you poison. It's a game changer. It is a game changer. Well, and, and or any special attack, ga gaze attack, gaze. poison, anything yeah. that can, through the luck of the, you know, through saving throw. Right. Because of the fact that 1E is save or die. It's not future games have, you can either get multiple saves or, you know, there's, uh, I think in 5th edition or some later editions, you, you don't get killed right away. You start turning to stone and you get another yeah. save or you something get a, like that. I think, well, we've talked about this before. I think you get, a, they say it's like takes effect in a round or so. Right, yeah. He's yeah. not immediately dead. So it's, it's, well, you're still, there's no second save. That you, it's literally right, the one right. dice and that's it. Unless you, unless you have, like the cl a cleric with the spell, you're done. Well, in, in the poison, yeah, you either slow poison or, or you have, and Doug always brings this up, um, since we're completely segueing. Uh, no, 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 this is still related to the giant centipede. True, true. So in the back of, of the Dungeon Master's Guide, it talks about uh, herbs and their medicinal pr properties. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, herbs, I do. Uh, Appendix mm -hmm. J, herbs, yeah. spices, and medicinal vegetables. So when you have really old school players. Yeah. What you doing? Well, there's also a reference to poison. Go ahead. Oh, okay. There's something oh, very good. Too. I love it. So here it says... Um, so I think it's, is it Belladonna? Yes. Yes. Is reputed? Yes. Yeah, it has reputed poison lycanthropy cure. So immediately, and holy water, I think, will also slow down um, poison. But it's like one, uh, one turn for every holy water you drink or something to that effect. So uh, inevitably... Oh, so holy water will slow down. As far as I know. Well, it doesn't say it here, uh, but it says in another area, if I remember correctly. Um, but here it says Belladonna is, has a poison lycanthropy cure. Now, of course, you could argue this would be an ingredient to be put into a potion of, you know, sweet water or something like that. But he, the Doug, our, our good friend who plays in my game, he, he always is you know, working the refs to try to say, hey, I, you know, can I shove some belladonna in the, in the wound there to try to give them a sa added save or something to that effect. So Yeah, like, ah. and, maybe that's, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of, because I don't know why. For some reason I thought deities and demigods, but that wouldn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I remember seeing that belladonna was, rep I, I remember reading somewhere it says is reputed. Right, well, these are, yeah, these are uh, use and or powers. And it says there are hundreds of different vegetable flavors, blah, 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 uh, this, and this, it's to pursue research and scholarly text. There are also um, tea. It has a poison antidote, antidote as well. And um, so, again, you have, if you wanted to be nice as a dungeon master, you could kind of come up with some kind of home remedy that the party goes to seize the alchemist or the witch, you know, the witch on the side of the 
road or whatever, and that they could have some kind of anti-poison cure that keeps them alive for, you know, similar to a slow poison or something like that. Yeah, so that is very interesting. Yeah, because it does create a little bit of confusion. I guess so. I guess that just gives the DM the opportunity, if they want, right, right to... Um, but yes, I read somewhere, okay. and I'm sure one of the people on the chat, it says that holy water will um, slow poison for like a turn, and it's like 25 gold pieces. You know, it's pretty yeah. expensive for holy water, so it's still kind of out of the reach for first level people. Right. Which, okay. which is okay. All right, so spell selection. Let's do it. So you roll your percentages. Which, by the way, I look back at the tape. Remember when we were giving out our dear friend uh, Menyon his title? Yes. I won't say it, it, I did make a mistake, but I was very happy with his title. Oh. Well, there's no instant replay. That's no. Well, there is instant replay, but we're not changing it, so. <laughs> that's right. There's, there, there's no rule that permits instant replay to reverse the. Uh, so that's 59. a magic user spell. And now it's for Illusionist yep. or, right? 10% or less? Nope. 96. And so now it's, there's 10, right? Yep. Well, it's 9. I mean, there's 9, so yep. I'm only. Eighth level. Whoa. Go into places I've never gone before. You know what came up on one of the, uh, mm. the Facebook posts? Was someone was asking, what do people think about giving magic users additional spells per day based upon their intelligence, similar to clerics ah. the wisdom? And I remember you saying that you had done that. I do that. And you, and you like it. I like it because I don't understand why they don't. If, I mean, right. if you're going to do it for wisdom, and the thought is because they're more wise... Why wouldn't you do that for intelligence? Right. Okay. Six, Sixteen. So a D eight and a D Six. something. Yeah. Right. D eight. So many dice. This is the fun. This is half the fun for me watching. Figuring out how to. Dice. They all look the same, right. and the only one I think I'm consistently able to get is the four sided. Yes. If I'm like, is that the four sided? Yeah. Then, that wouldn't be good. Then we know it's all over for you. Okay. A one. One. one right. All right. Antipathy slash sympathy. Oh. Wow. That. I gotta tell you, just off the bat, that doesn't strike me as, as a name, right? Yeah, I would think something like you know, thunderclap or something, right. or you destroy know, world, immolation, right. destroy world. Yes, exactly. I'd like to cast destroy world. That's, I want people to have a, sympathy for that's me. That's an eighth level spell. Well, this is a long spell. Oh no. Yes. Let me reroll. Oh, it is. Gary, you're killing me. All right, this spell allows. Do you know, let me just, before I start reading this, are you familiar with this spell? It's kind of a summon thing where you can um, attract and either repel or attract people to your cause. I mean, that's the short Oh, word. so you get like a ton of people. Yeah, I better get more than one for eighth yeah. level. All right. This spell allows the magic user to set up certain vibrations, which will tend to either repel or attract a specific type of living, intelligent creature or characters of a particular alignment. The magic user must decide which effect is desired with regard to what creature or alignment type before beginning the Duomer crafting. For the components of each application differ. The spell cannot be cast upon living creatures. Antipathy. The Duomer causes the affected creature or alignment type to feel an overpowering urge to leave the area or not touch the affected item. If a saving throw versus magic is successful, the creature may stay slash touch the item but the creature will feel very uncomfortable and a persistent itching will cause it to suffer the loss of one point of dexterity per round the area or item is remained in or touched, subject to a maximum of four points. This is so long. Failure to save versus magic forces the creature slash alignment type to abandon the, ma the magic 
area or item, yeah. shunning it permanently and never willingly entering or touching it until the spell is removed or expires. The material component for this application spell is a lump of alum soaked in vinegar. All right, so it's hard for me to comprehend when I'm reading aloud. Right. What just happened? So if you wanted to like put some kind of uh, magic on an item or an area to prevent those from creatures from going there, you could do that. You basically curse the area against okay. a certain creature alignment type. So if you didn't want good people to come here, let's say or a bunch of evil was coming, you knew they were lawful evil, you could put it around an area and they would not be able to stay in there. So I have to pick a particular, I can't just pick evil though, it sounds like I just pick... Well, it says here an alignment. So alignment is not just evil. Okay. You have to put an alignment, so that's one of nine. That's very narrow. Yes, or creature. Type, specific type of living creature. Now, it can't be cast upon a living creature, so I'm right. casting upon a area. Thi an area. Or a thing. Or yes. a thing. Yep. So it really is to protect. So I've got the, I've got the scepter got the a la goo. The, the one ring. Right. Remember, like the scepter. And you're keeping the Nazgul out. Right. Yep. So, okay, so right. So the one, right, so the one ring. Oh, that's very clever. There you go. So, so I've got the one ring. Yeah. Oh, so and can it move with the item? So if I give it to Frodo. So sure. I cast this thing on an item. It's only going to last 12 turns per level, but, who, but you know what? So well, 12 turns per level. You're 16th level when you cast this, so this is a... This is, turns 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, that's right. So it's two hours a level, so it's more than a day. So, like, we know it's the final push. Right. So let's say Gandalf has made it to, you know, very close to Mount Doom. Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe I shouldn't give this away. Gandalf? Should I give Mount away Doom? what's happening well, here? I don't know if you remember the story correctly. I don't think he's ever... I know, but he said if he got there. Oh, I but guess. So if he's close, if he had made it there, right? Right. If he, and if he was 16th level, there's the argument that he's only he's like, like fourth. Level, right? <laughs> he's like a 6th level magic user. <laughs> if he found a scroll of antipathy... And, and he right. cast it on the on right. the ring, or yeah, right. on the ring. That final push to get him. Yes, exactly, and to keep the Nazgul away, or the orcs, the orc horde. He they would have to make a saving throw, if, and then would they would lose dexterity. They would basically become un, uncontrollable itching. Oh, you do get a save though. Oh, very uncomfortable itching. Yeah, but it's dexterity point per round. Oh, very nice. So you know, if eventually, if you 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 lose all your dexterity, you can't attack. Oh, you basically attack at minus something. So it's like a turn spell, but like a little... Yeah. It's like turning, but you put it on a little that's item. Right. Okay, so that's not bad. I mean, I guess it's pretty specific. I'm not taking that into a dungeon with me just in general. No, no, absolutely. Okay. All and right. then the sympathy is the other way. By casting the sympathy application of the spell, the magic user can cause a particular type of creature alignment of character to feel elated and pleased to be in an area and with the prospect of touching or possessing an object or item. Oh, do you think that's what happened to Boromir? Yeah. Maybe he, was, he failed to save kind versus sympathy. That's right. The desire to stay in the air, touch slash possess the magic object or item will be overpowering. Unless a saving throw versus magic is made, the creature or character will stay or refuse to release the object. If the saving throw is successful, the creature or character is released from the enchantment. But a subsequent saving throw must be made from one to six turns later. And if this one fails, the affected creature will return to the area or object. The material component of this spell, a 1,000 gold piece worth of crushed pearls. Oh, I love it. Oh, and a drop of honey. I always wonder, in, in the halls of Tizen Thane, mm -hmm. there's a guy. He's dead. Right. And he it lists his equipment, and it says a pot of honey. Hey. I can never figure out why that dude is, would be carrying a pot of honey. He has he maybe casting antipathy. I searched all the spells looking for honey spell components. Obviously... Just skip. This, this is, is why so we're long. here. This, this is, is why we're this, here. At, on minute 35, this is why we're here. 
Yeah, so if anyone can, yeah, so you think he was going to have a sympathy spell. So what does this do? So wait, so this is to, to enchant someone so they protect an item? Right. Got it. Or, to, yeah, they stay here and help uh, protect it, and they want to keep touching it, or they want to be part of the area. Got it. Note that the particular kind of creature to be affected must be named specifically, i.e., red dragons, wow, yeah, hill giants, yeah, were-rats, the musa, giant centipedes. Giant centipedes, not megalocentipede. No. Centipedes in general will not work. You have to decide what centipede. Right. Oh, I meant large. Oops. Oops, exactly. Is only, like, what is it? Catablipus? Catablipus. That's the thing that gazes at you. And, you know, is that the it, picture? Is that the yeah. Sutherland picture? Yeah. No, no, it's a Trampier picture. Is uh, it Sutherland? Yeah. No, it's Trampier. Uh, Trampier? How do you pronounce that? The, guy yeah, the were, one in the, in yeah, the yeah, player's yeah. handbook. Right? Trampier, right? It's in this one, right? I know, yeah. Somewhere right in the beginning? Yeah. Because yeah. I asked why the guy was turning away, and he said, well, because he doesn't want to be yeah, looked the death, at. The death gaze. The death gaze, right. Vampires, etc. Likewise, a specific alignment type for characters must be named. You know, the problem I've got... Well, can you think... Can permanency right work on this? Page 14. I just, you know what? We, we do think alike. We've been spending a lot of time together. I looked up We're learning the rules. I'm, I'm learning way too much. I'm not saying I know a ton of rules, but... It doesn't say it here, but I would totally allow that to happen. Though it'd probably be... A, I'd probably have them lose a constitution point if they did that, because that would be amazing. Because the permanency... I mean, that's... I mean, the problem with this spell, of course, is, is the duration. I understand that it's like... Because really what you want to do is you want to be able to... You want to be able to take a vacation. Right. You're the wizard, and you're like, I want to take a vacation. Right. And you, don't, you want to, like, it's only protect good for your a day plus Yeah, that's no good. That's a short vacation. Right. That's a day trip. So, he, yes, it doesn't say it on here as the list of things, but there's similar ones. I think the problem typically is because this is an eighth-level spell and permanency is an eighth-level spell, it, uh, that's, that's why they would be like, it's not going to work. But Right. This spell's like, I don't think so. Right. Yes. I'm eighth-level. It's level. too powerful. You're then, eighth. Because then they're going to want everything, like glass, steel, and, and maze to be permanent. Your whole house. Right. Everything. Right. Oh, how about, oh, can you do the house? How, yeah. What's the area? Oh, it's effect? huge. Wait, just keep reading. If this spell is cast upon an area, a 10-foot per side cube, I'm so terrible with this, can be magic per level of experience on the magic. So what level do I have to be to do 8th level? 16th. So 160 cubic feet. Cubic feet. Right. So what does that mean? That means 160 feet each, each side? No. Oh, sorry. It would be like 30 <laughs> by 30, no, 20 by 20 by 20, 25 no. by 25 by 25. So I can do a room. So like a room or a house or something like that, a small house. Oh, so if I know assassin, oh, so if I'm a little nervous, every day, Right. When I go before that. I go to bed. Right, I'm learning that. I'm spending 10 hours in prayer just to protect myself for a day, yeah. Listen, you'll do it. You know, Absolutely. assassin's coming? Exactly. Send it in the, that's what I would send in the giant centipedes. As an assassin. Wouldn't you have like a bag, a backpack of giant centipede? They're aggressive. You just... I think that's a James Bond movie. Didn't they yeah. do that with the assassin? You know, they, they, instead of just straight out shooting James Bond, you they said, threw the yeah, centipede. You sent him down the chimney instead of Santa. Right. Christmas Day. You come down there, what? open up presents. I don't want to go to your house on Christmas Day if that's, the, that's your idea of fun. 13 giant centipedes. No, that's horrible. And that's unlucky. That's exactly what I would do too. 13. 13. Yesterday I'm a gnome illusionist assassin. Did you survive yesterday? Are you Triskaidekaphobic? Oh, that's right. That's fine. I am not. Good. Neither was I. We survived. Uh, if an object or item is magic, only that single thing can be enchanted. Okay, I get that. So not okay. the stuff inside, right? Yeah. But affected creature character save versus magic there on... Oh, at minus two. Nice. We need to check the DMG to see if there's any discussion. Oh, that's that true. And what's, what is people saying on the chat? Production got one. Yeah.
Oh, deities and demigods. Well, we have a, we may have a surprise about that too. Earlier we were talking about um, dual class. Ah, well, yes, we're. I'm glad. See, that's, are they paying any? I think they just come here to talk to each other. Well, what's good is no, they're actually staying on the topic, which is dual class and multi class. They've taken over. Yes, they've decided they're never going to get. Nico's to this being topic. nice. He's not telling us that they said, "All right, they're off the rails. Time for us to yeah. take this over. Go yes. back to multi." Wasn't this about multi class? Yes, that's what, that's supposedly what we're going to be talking about. No, there's the the book is silent on eighth level spell. I can't cast permanency on creatures. Yeah. Uh, you can't cast permanency on creatures. Creatures, okay. All right, so nothing on the eighth level. Wow, it stops at. Oh, oh no, it doesn't. I'm sorry, yeah. All right, so let's. You know, you know what this means mm -hmm. when it's not in the book? You know what it means. Gary's players weren't abusing this spell. Right. It was already basically kind of wimpy. Right. He's like, yeah, that, there was no problems with that spell. No, right? No. Right. People used the award. It was used for a certain thing, like we were saying, to protect the keep or, or yeah. attract a, a magic item or something to that effect. Like All right. That's good. But is, again, I go back to looking at the other eighth level spells. Is this the one I'm going to carry around? This was a, no, this would be a not carrying around. This would be a scroll, probably. Yeah, scroll because you know the one, right. you're going to find the one ring. Soon. Maze is, to me, permanent. You know, maze would be the one I'd monster summoning. Um, it's, you know, to me, those are the from eighth level. Eighth level is not as super cool as some symbols. Good, but uh, the eighth level is more of a utility thing. They're not combat related, so yeah, as as much as other ones. So no, you you like the delayed delayed blast ball. fireball. <laughs> that <laughs> that's your spell. That is my spell. You, 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 if, if there's a scroll in your stocking, that's what you. That's want. right. Well, it checks all the boxes. It's high enough level where global invulnerability, the only thing that can protect you from it is anti-magic shell. That's it. What about a cube of force? Uh, or a cube of force, potentially, yeah. Aren't you impressed? That is very good. I learned that from Aurelian. Huh? From Aurelian, uh, Dave Con yes. Yeah, Dave Con cube of force. Yeah, cube or, of force in there. But uh, that, that'll protect you for one time. I think, we, I th I think with the cube of force, it, it, uh, when you hit it with things like that, it, it, takes, you know, it takes absorbs Points and eventually it'll, it's like a force field. It's like the uh, you know planetary yeah. shield. Right, right, keep right, it, right, right. Eventually, eventually it's gonna yeah. Okay. Well, very good. So we're now here to talk about uh, in our world of recall, word of recall segment, multi class and dual class. So we have finished all the classes. It, yes. Oh, and you know what? Or yes, we have. And you know what? I just want to mention something. Somebody, I'm reading the book. Actually, you got it for Edward, and then I stole it from him. Of okay. Dice and Dice men. Dice and men. Yeah. And there's a reference, and I think this is not accurate, is my guess, is that it says that... So we, we just trashed the book that we just talked about, but okay. No, 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 it's a great book. But it has a reference, and look, maybe it is correct, I don't know, but there's a, a little mention in there where rumor has it. Well, so I guess if rumor would be It's true, a rumor. If it's true. If right. I say it's a rumor. That's, that's a good way to put... The, uh, the rumor... It's a way to avoid defamation. Rumor has it, I've, I've done a marathon, whether it's true or not, but... Right, that's the way... It, it, you can throw this stuff out without can actually Can you avoid true. that way? Can you avoid defamation that way? Hey, it was true. It is a rumor. That's right. So um, that Jim Ward came up with the idea of a monk, and I'm trying to remember what it said or Dyson meant. Oh, because he liked um, the song David. Kung Fu Fighting. Oh, really? Okay. Jim Ward came up with the idea of a monk because he liked, but I think that's we we talked about that. And the monks is that apparently it was it was somebody else. It could be. Well, you know, uh, Jim Ward was on with our friend Carlos Slicing, a dear friend of ours, and 
you know, perhaps he'll come on to our show. And we that can would, ask him about that. That would be, yeah, we have to ask him about Kung Fu Fight. That would be the first thing we ask Isn't him. Isn't it true? Not, not what he's doing today. What, you yeah. Know, the, the, I know he's working on a, a game and he's, he's produced a game. No, we're going to ask him about, you know, is, right. was he, uh, was it named after Kung Fu Fighting? Was it his idea because he's obsessed with Kung Fu Fighting? <laughs> and, and is he responsible for the monk? David, David Carradine and that kind of thing. And yeah. That will definitely get him. Yeah, I, I'm sure if he watched this, that, that would, he'd immediately. That's the only block. good news that he's not he's not watching. All yeah, right, exactly. Multi class. So Multi-class. yes, we've completed. You said we've completed all the classes. We have. We have completed all the classes, all the races. What, what was your favorite class? What is your favorite class? And we've been through them all. I right. don't. Have you changed your opinion on any of them? Um, actually, the assassin has gotten higher up. Interesting. In yes, I, I wasn't a big fan of them before. I thought they were a little ridiculous, but now. Once we I, got. That was uh, that was a useful segment because we learned about what they're they're used for infiltrating and spying. I not really read through that, and so I really hadn't thought about all those valuable uses of these assassins, other than just sort of right the disguise things. You, you know, today uh, as opposed to when I was you know in my teenage days, where I was more fighting, spellcasting, combat. Not some, you know, I poo-pooed anything that was more of the non-combat focused classes. Right. So. Clerics had a role, uh, magic users had a role, fighters had a role, thieves less because they did all that other nonsense that I didn't care about. And assassins, while they could assassinate, um, the other state features didn't. But now they, you could do a lot of fun things with them. Yeah, I agree. That was, uh, and, and we learned that there's NPCs, you can have gnome illusionist assassins, which is really right. the most awesome thing that we've discovered this entire Right, there's entire going podcast. to be, uh, if for those who play in my game, the next, there will be a gnome illusion. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Named Megalo? Wait, what's the name of that centipede? Megalo, yeah, Megalo. Megalo, that should be his name. That's the, oh, yeah, and his symbol would be a centipede. Oh, that's right. That, <laughs> He's got the 13 that's, centipedes. That's the name, of, that's the, yeah, Megalo, and that's the name of his secret society. Yeah. It's, it's the symbol of the, cent, giant, yeah. the giant centipede. Yeah, exactly. I love Deadly. it. It's, it's coming together. It's, it's writing itself. <laughs> it is writing itself. It's writing itself. <laughs> I see. I see an idea for a tournament adventure next year at GaryCon too. You guys know it. You guys know it already. <laughs> the Revenge of the Gnome. Revenge of the Gnome. <laughs> he was good. It's right. He turned to the dark side. <laughs> he did. He was lawful good. But somehow but he's bitten. But he's bitten by a centipede. He's bitten by a megalo oh. or something, right? And he failed to save or something. <laughs> he or, save. But, but he didn't survived. die. Yeah. How does, well, we have to he's a, no, he's pseudo-undead. Oh. He's a pseudo-undead. Yeah, gnome illusionist assassin. <laughs> this, is, this is no. No. I, I don't think anyone is going to care that much about this backstory, but okay. I like it. I, and that's what matters. Thank you. It's really about that. So, is this when we hug? Okay. We could hug if you like. Okay. You're, you're, I, what I will not hug about is that you're already past where the multi-class is. Okay, stop. Now. Stop. Stop. Right there. All right, let's do it. So, um, what we've talked about is all the classes, and now we're going to speak about, um, this is the purview of demi-humans, which is the ability for them, which I think a lot of people, why they gravitate towards uh, demi-humans. One, it's fun to play something that's not you. You know, you're, everyone's a human, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm stating the obvious, obviously. Some more so than others. That's true. And so playing something that's, you know, it's a role-playing game, you want to do something different. And then the other advantage, um, you know, there are a lot of people who want to be able to do more. They don't want to rely on other characters if they don't have to. They want to be able to do <laughs> as much as possible. So the multi-class feature allows them to do it, which is basically instead of traditionally you have a single class, you're a fighter, you're a you can do multi-class, but in first edition there are a number of restrictions, and they're discussed 
in, uh, I, you know, it's, it's brought up uh, in a couple of places, but the, the main place is on page 32 of the Player's Handbook. And you did mention a couple of places, because ha- we'll be doing some flipping. Oh, without a doubt. Because in the, the description of the races, it talks about the multi-classes that the race can be and talks about the restrictions, and so. That's right. Um, so so the, the, the first issue, of course, is that there's only certain combinations. Yes. So you can't just pick any, like we talked about, you can't be, unfortunately, you can't be an illusionist assassin, not anyways a PC. In first edition, at the time that we consider what we consider first edition, that is correct. They're, they're limited to these items that are in the player's hand. Oh, that in, other book changed In, it? in later editions, they're either almost, um, almost all combinations are allowed or a vast majority of them are allowed. Okay. And there's... Everyone is two classes. One is, th- but one, one is three. Right. And that's the fighter, magic user, thief. So shall- and cleric, fighter, magic user. Oh, I'm sorry. And cleric, fighter, magic. You're right. There's two. You know, I never have seen anyone be a cleric, fighter, magic user. I love that class. It seems very cool. And, you know, and I've never seen anyone be a cleric, magic. Well, maybe we should talk about the one. So cleric, fighter, right? So obviously only certain races can be this. So half elves and half orcs can be a cleric, fighter. Right, so they go through the list, and the first thing you have to kind of think about here is all these restrictions that typically make a single class problematic, the cleric with his or her edge weapon restriction, the magic user that can't wear armor, um, that all changes. And, that, that's, and that's one of the benefits. I right. mean, not only do you get the two classes, but all, uh, except for these, right, right. You, get, you often you get the benefits of the best. So you can be a cleric now using edged weapons. The, mul- the multi-class is kind of like the English language. There was a rule, and then now there's an exception to all the rules. Right. There was, okay, this, you know, it's like knife versus knave or whatever. You know, this, these th- we, we teach people English, and then we give them all these exceptions that they have to learn. So it was, here's the class restrictions, but if you're a multi-class, you can ignore most of the class restrictions unless you're a thief, and now you have to remember the class restrictions. And we'll talk about that because this my reading of this is that you're only restricted to the leather armor when you're engaged in thief activities, right? But is that how you, that's how I read that. I mean, I mean, maybe we can go through it. I've, well, I've typically, but I've, and I've also had people not uh, fight it, is that I've typically said they have to wear armor or less when they're, when, if they have a thief class. You could certainly argue that if they're not doing thieving, but then that would be the same thing because I think part of that rule is when we talk about dual class, there's a discussion of you, you, you uh, select the fighter magic user. You can't cast spells in metal armor if you're dual class, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you could take the armor off and then cast spells. So I think that's where that argument came from. Right, right. All right, so let's go through the list. All right, so you got the cleric fighter, half elves and half orcs, maybe cleric fighters. And you know, one of the benefits, of course, is we know in 1E that if you are a demi-human, and I like how in, on page 32 it's also referred to as a semi-human. Semi-human. You've never heard of that? No. So if you're a demi-human... There's non- or semi-humans. Right. You are, um, I guess, yeah, so the non right, so, so, so the non-humans, obviously the dwarves and the elves, right, the gnomes and right. the halflings, and the semi-humans are the half-elves. Yes. And the half-orcs. Right. You're limited in, you're limited in your, unless you're a thief, you're limited in your advancement. And so this gives you the opportunity. Like, let's say I want to be a half-war cleric. Well, you're going to max out at level four. 
if you're a cleric fighter, right. then you can obviously go much higher. So. so the advantages are you can use multiple classes. You get most usually the advantage of both classes, but here's the, the downsides. Because you're demi-human, the racial limits are in effect. And uh, one of the challenges is even though you've hit your level limit, you still have to consume experience points into that uh, other right. class. Right. So you're still you're only gaining half experience level in uh, going forward after right. you max out. So the way experience points work, so if you're just a single cleric and you get 2,000 experience points, great. If you're a fighter cleric, you take the experience points you earn, you divide it by two, you split out. And you still have to keep doing that even though your class maxes out. So, that's so really a lot of people, that's the part they hate. Uh, yeah, because that's the real downside. You're seeing all your friends are heading off to sixth grade, and right. you're being held back. Right, you're held back. You're Everyone not. else is second level, and you're still 1-1. One, one. I mean, right. if you're fighter magic user, so the next one is cleric fighter magic user, you're divvying that up by three. Right. All your friends are high level, and you're... And as a cleric, half-elf cleric, which I think is the only one that can do that, uh, I think it's fifth it level is. is the max. It is. And is that cleric. because... I'm guessing then elves can't be clerics. Correct. No. Not player character elves. So this is where you have to go back to page 14, and it has the... So the limits, uh, the class combinations are, are limited also by the uh, class and race um, limitations. Right, right. Which is so 1E. It doesn't, class level limitations. We always focus on what you can't do, not what you can do. Exactly. Which we love. Now the next one. So a cleric okay. fighter magic user is great, but again, you're probably, A, you need some tremendous scores. You're gonna need a good wisdom, a good intelligence, probably a good constitution. And you get a lot of spells, but you're going to be maxed out at fifth level. Now the um, now the good news about this is that, and it doesn't say it here, but I know if you are a, an elf or a half elf, magic user, multi class, and you're a fighter, you can wear armor and cast spells. Absolutely. Which is, and I know a lot of people have questioned that. I, Roger Moore, mm -hmm. in his series, The Best of, I believe, when we talked about elves. He said that he attributed to the fact that elves are so magically inclined. Now, granted, they're limited, unlike humans, right. but they're so magically inclined that their brains enable them to cast spells while wearing armor. Now, of course, they can't do that if they are not a fighter, right. so whatever. But, but I, you know, you got to, I guess, try to explain that away somehow. But, of course, then there's the gnomes, which we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, and uh, we've talked about that controversy. I looked at that again uh, with the illusionists. So the, the third one, I love the third one. For whatever reason, I had not noticed this one. And I, I, what I think is really cool is I really like when you can multi-class with a subclass. And so the idea of a cleric ranger right. I think is very cool because um, I just think, you know, this idea of a ranger, when I think of a ranger, I think of somebody who, you know, truly hates Mm -hmm. Right, um, humanoids. humanoids yeah. and wants to kill talk them. Talk about that defender of the frontier kind of thing. Right, yeah. but the, the, so you, but you're also extremely religious, right. and so you're like this religious zealot, right? Who's bored? Who, who's protecting the borderlands? So I don't know. I just well, I, that's glades. That's the, your character. Yeah. If I remembered that glades was a cleric, <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Right. Um, so um, yeah, I think the I think the cleric rangers are awesome. So far. I know you. I know you want to know which one my favorite is. Right. So far, this is right now. These three, that's in the lead. Okay. Absolutely. The cleric ranger is by far one of the most powerful because you get take the advantage of if you're quote unquote power gaming. The ranger gets two d8 to start with. Plus, you get the d8. You have a decent amount of hit points. 
you can track, you can wear armor, uh, you can fight with weapons, you can heal yourself. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I like the Cleric Ranger. Cleric Magic User, that is an interesting one. So half bells. So half bells get a lot of these. Yep. Um, because they're semi. Because they're semi-human. Exactly. So, um, yeah, cleric. Wow, that's a, a lot of spell business going on. So you get double. So you get your clerical spells for the day, mm -hmm. and you get your magic user spells. Right. You got to spend a long time because you got to do what? Is it fifteen minutes per level per, of magic user? Per spell? level, yeah. You, the rest yeah. is is the. So remember, with recovering spells, the you have to you have to rest up to the highest level spell. So if you're first level, you need four hours typically, and then it's fifteen minutes per level of spell per the number of spells you want to do. So you can spend a lot of time. So if you're a very high level multi class, you can and spend I don't know how day. high clerics, how high can uh, rangers? I mean, how high can uh, spells go on cleric? Oh, just fifth. Yeah. All right. So you can, but so you you can have quite a batch of spells for the day. Right. Well, at fifth level. If you were a five-five magic user, fighter, magic user, which again in your world, like you said, that's pretty high level. You would have four-two-one. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, four-two-one for magic user. And if you had a decent uh, wisdom, wisdom, you would have. Let's say you had the max. You would have five-five-two. So you'd wow. have you know, you'd have twenty, almost twenty spells you could wow. cast a day. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. I had one, and actually in uh, in uh, Ed's game. After you, you you moved on to the second game, that's the character I had. I had a, a cleric magic user, Very and nice. he's had two hit points when he started because I rolled terrible. And so I sat at the back, casting spells and staying out there. Yeah, all right, incoming. But I could be a magic user with plate mail, so that's a big deal. That is that is a big deal. That's right, because that's right. So you can use, well, so your cleric magic. So you can use, so you can use a dagger. If you're a cleric magic user, right? Because yeah. you can use that. Wait, is that right? Clear yeah, combinations. No, no, wait. It says with fighter types. Yeah. So no, if you're a cleric magic user. Oh, that's true. But I'm, we, I'm we restricted always, to the cleric. Yeah, we, we always. Why would I use a dagger? I'd use a mace. No, I understand. I was just curious. Yeah. But I, so it sounds like that cleric rule. Because uh, let's face it, a lot of this mm -hmm. is trying to figure out the restrictions, right? I mean, a lot of yes. the multiclass is okay. What can I use? What can't I use? So it sounds like clerics only with fighter types can use edge weapons. So if you're yeah. a cleric magic user. It says fighter types, so the ranger, of course. But so it sounds like so cleric if you were a cleric user. thief, which is one that comes next, you could not. You could not. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That'd Wait, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is huge. Well, let's move to that because that's a cleric thief. I was just about to say that's awesome. Right. The half orc is the only one that can be a cleric. So how are you backstabbing with a club? I guess you are backstabbing with a club at this point. You can backstab with a club. Right. So wait, so cleric? Yeah, what can the cleric use? A club, what a else? mace. But you can't back. It's not a, that's you, that's the only uh, that's one of the, one of the few weapons that they both oh. share. You shouldn't be able to backstab with something the thief can't be proficient. Oh, in. you think I've got to use? It's got to be on both lists, right? Oh, how would how would they train you at, at thieves school? Okay, we're going to teach you. All right, you you filthy dogs. We're going to teach you how to backstab. What'd you bring? I got this. <laughs> I got my mace. A mace. What's that? You can't use that. What are you a cleric? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you'd have to use a club. That's the only thing you share. The only, okay, so cleric and thief, the club, that's the only thing? Right, club. So you suggest, wait, is that only to backstab or that I can only use? Well, you could use a mace, but if you wanted to backstab, you would have to backstab okay. with a thief weapon. How do you, okay, what is your support for the fact that I can use a mace? Because I'm a cleric. I can always use a mace. 
Because you get the advantages of the... Right. It so if say, it doesn't say... It, it doesn't say... But it says cleric combinations with fighter types may use the edged weapons. Right, but, but clerics can always use normal weapons. The restriction, the more restricted is the cleric, not the thief in this case. Okay. All right. Right? Does everyone agree with that or am I, we right. lost our mind? I don't think you've lost... I don't think... I don't think you've lost your mind because okay. that, would, that would be crazy that you can right. only it's use... It's crazy that the fact you have to use a club to backstab if we follow this as it's written. Right, because it doesn't say... Which is, I've never... I mean, I've read that 50 times, and I didn't, I've always ignored it, because I've always assumed clerics can just use whatever weapons. They get the advantage. And maybe the only one was the thief with the armor, but you're right. Well, maybe it says it in the half-orc. Yeah, or in the cleric. Or in the cleric, yeah. right? Thompson says he can... Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, the assumption was that... You could, that they would be trained with weapons that thieves could be trained in, that they wouldn't just be picking up anything and backstabbing. Oh, here it is for half-orcs. When playing a multi-class character, the half-orc must abide by the restrictions of the least favorable class with regard only to armor. Okay. So then they can use, yeah, so they can use anything. So now the question becomes, can you backstab with something that is not a thief? So it's like you said, I show up with the mace right. for training day, backstabbing Or the day. staff. Or the staff. <laughs> Friday is backstabbing training day. Report right. room 403. So That's we're going right. to 403 at the Everyone's guild. At 403 I'm here. Is this 403? Yeah, this 403. Are you professor or whoever? Right. Yes. Professor Rotgut Stabber, yeah. All right, get out your weapon. And you I pull out the, pull the staff. The staff. <laughs> <laughs> praise, praise, or, praise, praise Grumsh. Praise Grumsh, we're attacking. Praise Grumsh. I've got the uh, whatever. Praise, um, no, who's my guy? You know who my guy is. But not the mole, right? The mole. Oh, no, I'd be pretty. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm his son. Oh, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the moron. Hey, come on. <laughs> I've told you about that. You're starting to make me angry. I am setting all the, low, the lower D. It's in that one. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> what dies is it? <laughs> where, where am I? Where yes, am it's I? here. Yeah, the, everything is surprising. I, yeah, no, no, no. I should remember his name. Yeah. I should remember it. Yeah, so, uh, oh, Bag True. Bag True. Praise Bag True. That's right. With and I pull out the uh, staff. So that's the question. Well, where does it... We don't know. Do we know? I, I would no. only allow thieves things. But if David's your DM, he would... Uh, our Chamberlain, most august from Australia, he would allow you to do that. Well, if I can use... Is clubs on there? Club... Well, clubs on there because the club's a thief. You know, what's weird about it is it says backstab. Do I stab with a club? Well, but it said... I'm, I'm almost positive when it talks about backstab... I think you're right. Under thieves thing, it does say something like that. We're talking that. about multi-class, right? We are talking about multi-class. But this is part of it, because this is some of the nonsense. Here it is. Where? What page? Can you, can you page 27. Yeah, where Backstabbing is the strike of the blow from behind, be it with club, dagger, or yes. sword. Mm -hmm. Well, then why can't I do it with a staff? Well, that's what you'd have to ask them. The professor's going to be really angry. Because <laughs> he doesn't, he's like... In fact, he probably has in the syllabus, when you bring, yes. br bring only, only club, dagger, staff, stop. <laughs> Did no. you not read the syllabus? That's right. I worship Bagtree. Of course, I have like a seven intelligence. No, yeah. I didn't warn. No. And in fact, he puts it in there. That's one of the first quizzes. That's the first test. Right. That's the cut question. Which of the following can you not use to backstab? D right. is staff. D is staff. <laughs> I picked D. Out. Right now, I picked A. That's all right. Club. Get out of here. So yes, the club. So they, there you go. I love it. Okay. All right. So, so you're going to play it that you can only backstab with the item. Wait, that's right. It does say that, though. It says backstabbing is striking. Be it with a club dagger. Yeah, you're right. There is support for that. That it's got to be one of those three things. Right. Club dagger. Is there another item the thief can use other than club dagger or sword? Right. So the so the question then is. 
Um, so I can't backstab with a sling or a dart. No. Well, they. Yes, well, that's right. If you're if you're a thief, correct. You can't do that. You have to right. use the other weapons. So I would tend to agree with you. I think I I would rule it. If you want, yes. Well, if, well, but then the half orc says, I think you read that. What I can use? That you can. The only restriction for half orc is the armor, not the. Yeah, but I think that means wielding. That doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, that doesn't mean backstabbing, right? It just means you can use. I would say that think that means you can use in combat. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I've, it's opened up a whole new world of backstabbing. Right. 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 Right? I don't... Well, but the issue is... That's, like, that's not a class restriction. Yes. Saying that backstabbing is via club, dagger, or sword, is I wouldn't view that as a class restriction. No, I it, would view that as describing what one could backstab right. with. And, and it's equivalent. Like, if you use a knife, I would assume, because a knife is later defined differently than a dagger. Well, if I'm in prison, I need the shit or right. whatever, don't I? Right, so exactly. Like soap. So I would, I would allow a, you know, a knife... A kitchen knife, it would just do less damage, but you know, it's not. Would you allow a butter knife? Sure, okay, but it would be one point multiple times four. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it but it says sword. So, one of the questions is, could you backstab with a two handed sword? Well, the answer is no, because thieves can't use a two handed sword, right? That's where it comes down. Okay, so the, so the good news for the cleric thief now is, is that they're only limited to. The leather armor business. That the good news is they can use any of the weapons that a that a cleric or a thief. Right. And, but use. what's also interesting is that only a half orc can be this. See, in the not past, a half elf. Right. In the past, we would I would have always allowed a half. I wouldn't even thought about. It. I'm like they could because the permissible thing would be is if the if the classes yeah. are ex- yes. allowed, why wouldn't you do it? But here like, it says no. Like, are there orcs. any so cleric fighter, half elves and half orcs? That's not missing anything, is it? That's correct. But cleric thief, only half-orc can be. Because a dwarf, right, because we know the cleric ones, who can be a cleric? Half-orc, half human, and half and we don't need to be care about yeah. human. Half-elf, that's it. That's it. So we know in the cleric, as long as it's both a half-elf and a half-orc, it's got everything. Right. So the first, the first three is all good. Yeah. Half-orc ranger. Ugh, I know you can't be half-orc ranger. That'd be weird. Okay, cleric. Okay, so so far, so, so this is the first one. The question becomes, why can you not be a half-elf cleric thief? Exactly. There's, there's no, it doesn't say. Why? Well, that's right. Why, we're, we're, Gary? Because it's fun having these you, side rules. You know what that look is? I'll tell you what that look is, because mm. I said so. That's right. That's what he's looking I'm at. I'm the DM, I said so. I love that picture. That is the perfect picture. His eyes follow you, actually. Have you noticed that? <laughs> no, I have not that's noticed that. scaring me. I'm sorry, Gary. All right. So, yeah, all right. But that's very, cleric thief's pretty cool. Right. You're like... Massively religious, but you're a thief. Right. Are you stealing? Oh, you know what? We got to figure out. Hold on. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We. I. I think we're on. We agree with that. Yep. So cleric what? Thieves, cleric assassin. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I. I. We get it, but it's. There's, oh, you are new. Yeah, but you can have half elf evil. Yeah, right. so you got to be evil. There's, there's half nothing elf, right? limiting that. I mean, it's to come. This is where the tension between you have player characters who really should be able to do whatever they want, and then kind of the normal elf is not evil. Because remember, we talked about elves not being evil. All right. Oh, and let me mention so, Shargas, right? Best of Dragon, the orc deity mm-hmm. of thieves, assassins, and those who do evil under cover of darkness. Orcs and half orcs. So that'd be very cool. You could be a. Cleric thief, half orc. I think that's who you would worship. Right, Shargrass. Shargrass. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love this stuff. Yeah, I love Roger Morse. 
not deities. Okay, so now the next one is, since you can't be an illusionist assassin, it's got to be an NPC, this right. one may take, this one this may, is be, the, this this may is, be moving yeah. to number one. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. You love this one, the cleric, the cleric assassin. assassin. I had a cleric assassin, but I, did, I did? when I was young, yes. Now you can't be, a, again, half-elves are out, you have to be which is weird, because half-elves can be, can half-elves right. be assassins? I'm sure they, they can. They sure can. Yes. So again, they're out. So these, these combinations are two. Two of them are restricted just to half Two out there, even for half pals. Seemingly strange. Oh, I, not strange at all. Right. Right? This is perfect. The cleric assassin. And I'll tell you, there is a, I've got a Yurtress. Yeah. Worshippers, assassins, and those who worship. God of death or whatever. Exactly. Now that would be awesome, right? Right. To be a cleric assassin. He's, for those not, who is on the podcast, he's holding up the Best of Dragon 3, which has the pictures of the uh, orc deities. Yes, Yurtris, yeah. He's a diseased, festering thing. It's yes. Awesome. Yurtris the White-Handed is the terrifying orcish god of death and disease. That's who I would definitely worship. And you know who's, who's prominently portrayed in that in uh, Citadel by the Sea, right? He's in there. I put him in there. Oh, you put him in there. Well, because it's very diseased, so you see... It's, oh, uh, I, yes. I, I thought that was part of it. Yeah, I, I added that. Oh, wonderful. Because I love Yurtris, so... Uh, okay. Yeah. Because I thought that was in there. Which, by the way, someone took up our offer. If you you had... Someone did take my Dragon 78. I'll be sending it to one of our patrons. Oh, excellent. So thank you. Uh, he'll hopefully get it out before Christmas. Awesome. It'll find a good home. Steve uh, wanted it. Uh, learning, I think his name Steve. Uh, uh, asked for it, and he'll be, it'll be coming his way, so... Uh, I need to do that this week. You're just full of Christmas spirit. It is a Christmas spirit, absolutely. Okay. Um, cleric Assassin's awesome, but again, you're limited to fourth level for Cleric, and once you hit that, you still burn through your mat- experience points, and that's d- discussed because I'm sure some player is going to go, what do you mean I have to share experience points? Well, that's talked about in Half Orcs uh, on page 17. All earned experiences always divide equally between the two player casts classes, even though the character might no longer be able to progress upwards in level in one of the two classes. Okay. So, welcome to, welcome to Sadland. What's the armor restriction on assassins? Because if I'm a cleric assassin, I have to abide by leather. that. Leather. Okay, that's a bummer. Yeah, because I'm doing the thief activities. I think studded leather is the best they can wear. Yeah, I'm doing thief activities. Something, okay. Something. No, I don't think you can wear stud. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say that. It just assassin. says leather. Yeah. And I, for thieves, that means not, I know sage advice, I think, said studded wouldn't count because you're going to be Noisy. Yeah, in the book that shall not be named, it provides penalties if you were a stud leather. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it can be done. Okay. So fighter magic user, this is a pretty common one. Right. And this is elves and half elves. I don't think that's missing anybody. Who can be magic? Half horse can't be magic users. Nope. Uh, gnomes can't be magic users. Nope. Halflings, Halflings cannot be magic. So this has got everything covered. And dwarves, that's right. None of them can. And dwarves can. Right. So elves and half elves. And this is a pretty common one. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact... In, and this may have been OD&D as well. In almost basic, elves, you know, is, is both it. a race of class. They are automatically treated as right. basically this. So this is sort of, I guess this is the idea. This is sort of the typical elf when you Prototype think of an elf. elf. That's right. Okay. Exactly. Um, fighter illusionist. Gnomes. Now this is where things get confusing. Because it says C above. Right? Right. So it says fighter magic user. Obviously this combination allows excellent armor protection. So indicating that if you're a fighter magic user, the nice thing about it is That's you right. can wear armor. Then on fighter illusionist, it says, see above. That would seem to me to suggest that gnome fighter illusionists can wear armor, right. correct? 
But then don't we, now there's the controversy. If you flip over to there's gnomes. No, there's no controversy to me, because the only time I've played it is I've played a fighter with a gnome, and I wear, I wear uh, big armor, just because it makes fun. But what's the controversy? Well, isn't it, this is where it says, a character, okay, a character of the gnome race, I'm on page 16, second paragraph under gnomes, mm-hmm. a character of the gnome race can select to be a fighter, blah, 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 right, an illusionist. It is also possible for a gnome character to be two classes oh, yes. at the same time. A fighter illusionist, a fighter thief, or an illusionist thief, for example. In the latter case, the character is restricted to the wearing of leather armor, regardless of which class combination he or she has chosen, unless only fighting is performed by the character. Now, what is the latter? I think the latter case means any multi... I may be inconsistent with what I said on the podcast dealing with gnomes. I read latter case to mean any multi-class, which means that you are restricted to the wearing of leather but that wouldn't make any sense if you are a fighter illusionist. Why would you be restricted to leather armor? Right. So uh, the ladder could be the ladder, as in the last one, illusionist thief, or. But that would make no sense. Yeah, but right. why would so, that would make it wouldn't make sense because you're not picking up fighter thief, right? Well, so the other way you could read it: a fighter illusionist, comma a fighter thief, comma or an illusionist thief, for example. So that almost feels like an offhand comment. So then. The former is fighter illusionist, the latter is fighter thief. And then if you read it that way, in the latter case, which means the fighter thief, the character is restricted to leather armor regardless of class combinations he's chosen unless the fighting is performed by the character. Well, when it says unless only fighting, it clearly is referring to a, a multi-class gnome who is a fighter. Right. Why else would he say unless only fighting? But the latter case would be there's two fighter ones. There's a fighter illusionist and there's a fighter thief. That's right. So in the latter, the character... So this is very confusing. Well, what would make sense? What would well, make sense is fight or thief, that you can only wear, unless you're fighting, you could wear whatever armor. But if you're not fighting, then you could do the thieving. That would make no sense on the fighter illusionist because there's nothing to do with it. An illusionist thief, a magic user thief, what can a magic user thief wear? Magic user thief? Is there a magic user thief? Uh, yes, and, and he's restricted to leather armor. All thieves are, actually, aren't yes. they? Yes. So what would make sense is if you are a fight or thief, you're restricted, no, you're restricted to leather armor, right? It says under fighter thief, which is the next one, even though thieving functions restrict the character to leather armor and no shield. Wait, you said magic user thief? Wait, can I cast spells in leather armor as a magic user thief? Magic user thief? We have to go down. It does not offer all oh, the... I'm sorry, I was reading fighter thief. I apologize. What? Under magic user thief... Uh, it just, it, it doesn't, it's silent on that. So we'd have to go to L's and half L's? Yes. To figure that out? Possibly. <laughs> the character's multi-class, I'm on L's, on page 16. The following restrictions apply. Oh yeah, it says under L's this. Although able to operate freely with the benefits of armor, weapons, and magic items available to the classes the character is operating in, any thieving is restricted to the armor and weaponry usable by the thief class. Right. And that's the argument for... Um, you know, have, having, forcing people either, if you wanted to be more restrictive, to say, well, if you're casting spells, you have to use, uh, you have to get out of the armor. But most people are being generous, and they say, well, because elves have the magic affinity, they can cast it without. Well, it. yeah, because if you can be a fighter magic user and cast in armor, right? if you're a magic user thief, it'd be ridiculous to think you couldn't cast in leather. Right, you have to. It makes sense. You wouldn't have to be in nothing. Because just as any thieving is restricted to armor. Right. The idea is climbing walls, that's a physical thing. The reason they're limited to leather is because they have to be dexterous to move around. That's the thought behind it. 
Yeah, all right. So then the, then the question that you brought up is, let's say they're not thieving and they are a fighter thief. Can they wear chain mail and then right. can they take it off? Like I'm, I'm going into battle, I'm not going to be using magic. Right. Right. Or I'm, I'm going to battle, I want to, I'm a fighter, I'm trained in using plate mail. I'm going to battle, I'm not going to be... Uh, but then you could argue that backstabbing, which is a thief skill, you could not do unless you're in... Because there's a surprise element to backstabbing, which would be hard to do in plate mail. Because it does say, yeah, though that's a, I would view that as a, that's a thieving activity. Right. So you'd have to be in leather to be a thieving activity. Yep. So, so what our thought is, is if you're a multi-class and you're a thief, right. if you're engaging in, quote, thieving activities, you, you've got to do those restrictions. That's right. The, and weapon restrictions. That's right. Too, right. But if you're not engaging in, quote, thieving activities, then you can do whatever the other class right. would permit you. Exactly. But, but what's interesting about it is... Which is why they all want rings of protection and braces of armor class, and then they don't have to deal with any of this nonsense. Right. But it doesn't go the other way. So if I'm a magic user thief, right. and I want to cast a spell, we doesn't think matter. that I can cast a spell well, because in Roger, leather armor. Absolutely, because Roger Moore justifies that by saying elves' brains are different. Well, yeah, because if you're a fighter magic user and you can cast in plate, why exactly. can't you cast in leather? That's right. But so back to... So, I'm sorry. It's always all roads lead to gnomes for me. Back to yes. the gnomes. So what do we? So we would think then the fighter illusionist. It would just make sense, right? So it's like the fighter. Yeah, but so but gnomes brains aren't as good, are they? As elves, when they're not as smart. Well, but they're illusionists already. They're illusionists. My so, argument is the preponderance of the texts talk about thieving being the restricting thing, not the not illusionists. In the latter case. The characters restricted the wearing of leather Four armor, hours later. Right? Regardless going. of which class combination. <laughs> Fortunately, the DM I, I played with, John, allowed me to wear whatever arm, armor I wanted. A, because he liked illusionist, and B, he read it as the latter being illusionist thief, not... But that sorry, no fighter s- illusionist. Fi- uh, fighter thief. How, do you, how does that become latter? You, you said it's a throwaway. Or a fighter illusionist, for example. Right. So that makes it the throwaway. That's that the, makes the yeah. fighter thief. That's, yeah, it's the latter of the two examples, fighter, illusionist, fighter, thief. If you throw away illusionist, thief, then you start in the latter case, which is between the fighter, illusionist, fighter, thief, the character is restricted to wearing leather armor. And so means, meaning the negative inference is that the fighter, illusionist can wear fighter armor. That's right, regardless yeah. of the class. David Thompson's thief class is the only that's, that's right. Fighter, illusionist. Yeah, because you keep reading, if the latter case, the character is restricted to only wearing leather armor, regardless of which class combination. You, and again, latter, Wait, regardless of which class combination. So, so the other more generous would be the latter would be fighter thief and illusionist thief. It wouldn't be in all of them. Regardless of which. If, okay. you, if, you, re, if you change the latter to be in the last two cases, then it would make sense. Because it's a thief that's... In the latter cases. Yes, in the latter cases. The character is... For want of an ass. Right. The character is restricted to the wearing of leather armor, regardless of which kind... Unless... That would make... Unless only fighting is performed. That would make sense. So the illusionist thief has got to wear leather armor. So if we add an ass, (laughs) and it's the last two... you clean it up a little bit. And then the fighter thief has got to wear... Leather armor. Leather armor. And the fighter illusionist can do anything. Right. That makes sense to me. Right. Okay. Is that our... 
well, official Gorkak yes. interpretation. And that's what we that's what we've done. That's why I would allow it to do it. Because already gnomes are terrible and I want to give them at least a chance to survive. Well, you know, it does make sense. That would explain that in Fighter Illusionist, when it says C above. Above, that would be like, yeah, right. you can wear because then yeah. you go to above and right. you know the fighter magic, you just can wear armor. That's right. Okay. Uh, fighter thieves. Oh, there's a lot here. Yeah, pretty much that is the multi-class. I don't oh, think wow. there's no restriction on fighters. Dwarves, elves, gnomes, half-elves, halflings, and half-orcs. Is there anything missing? I don't think so. Is has halfling on there? Yeah, halfling's yeah, on there. Dwarves, elves, gnomes, half-elves, halflings, and half-orcs. Right. Everyone can be fighter thieves. Uh, which is interesting why you can't be a cleric thief against the half-elf if you can be a fighter thief. But it is what it is. Okay, so with the fighter thief, then that's the restriction is the leather armor while you're engaged in. Yep. Okay. And and again, it makes sense from a the physical constraints of searching and climbing walls and picking pockets. You have to be stealthy. Right. Okay. Sounds good. So you should bring an extra set of clothes. Right. So if you're the thief multi-class, bring some. Bring you bring plate mail. Yeah. Bring in your backpack. In your back. Try to be sneaky with a. Suit of plate mail on your back. Yeah. Well, just watch this for me while I go do this. And I love when they want. Oh, we're going into combat. I switch my armor out. You know, I'm wearing leather. I want my plate mail on. Okay, the combat will be over. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, yeah. You're just getting fitted in. Or you have plate and mail. And I got. A, I got a thief. I want to do some thieving. Oh, I'm going to climb walls. All right. Well, that you're going to take you about five minutes to get out of your armor and switch out. Right. Well, you know, it's listening at doors is supposed to be. You're supposed to take off your helmet. That's right. As a thief, right? Exactly. Okay. I agree. Um. Fighter assassin. Another powerful one. Again, only the half orc. Yes. Not the can is are only half orcs the assassin multi-class? They are. They are so the, the only assassin multi-class, correct. Except for the non-NPC gnome. Yes. But so that's so that's interesting. I guess it's you gotta be really I don't know what the answer is, but okay, so only half orcs and the fighter assassin. Um, well, and the other advantage the reason fighter assassin is so powerful is you can get more hit points because uh, half orc is one of the one of the races that gets a bump in constitution. Oh, you mean yeah. You can, you can get it a could 19. be a nineteen. And so, as a fighter, you would get plus five per die. So that's pretty. And awesome. you and the only way you would know that is you'd have to go to deities and demigods, right? Yes. For the bonuses over eighteen. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Um, okay, so fighter, magic user, thief—that's a fairly common one. Yep. Right. That is uh, el- elves and half elves. Right. Hit points are good. I guess. Uh, well, on average. I mean, they're good. Well, they're better than magic user. <laughs> right. I wouldn't say they're good. And this is an important one here because you see the rounding up scenario. Because p- one of the questions always is, how do you calculate experience points? Uh, and h- here they show you the example. If you take, in this case, t- uh, 5.5 plus 2.5 plus 3.5 equals 11.5 divided by 3. Well, that's less than 4, but they rounded it up. Right. So... Uh, there's always been question about constitution, and we'll talk about hit points uh, in just a second, but that's always been a question of how do you add the constitution bonus? Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. you gotta be, uh, you got to make it to 3.5, though, don't you, to get to 4? Yes. It's you gotta, can't be below 3.5. It's got to be, ra- be rounded up. Rounded up, right, because I, I don't know what 11.5 divided by 3 is, but I assume it's, it's, close over, to four. it's closer to 4. Yeah. Okay, so um, magic user thief. Very so, popular as well. Elves and half elves, and that makes sense. Nothing's missing there. So the advantage of a thief with all these is, is, is the fact that thieves' classes don't cost a lot of experience points. The, the experience right. points is so you're not taking a big hit uh, as far as progressing. Um, 
so you know, whereas let's say a magic user is twenty five hundred for level two, if you add the thief, you're adding a, another twelve fifty uh, on top of it. So you know, if you get to five thousand experience points, you're going up two levels, almost three, uh, two right. three you'll be. So it's it's not as big a hit. So that's what right. makes it an advantage. Right, indeed. Um, and then um, illusionist thieves only gnomes. That would make sense because no one can be the only illusionist humans and gnomes. That's correct. That's it. Okay, and uh, all right, we've already talked about that. Wear leather armor. Um, so can we talk about, uh, we're ready to talk about hit points? Yes. Because that can be confusing, and I know in the, in the hit points section, it talks about, I think, what, page 19? 19. 19. Uh, it talks about how to do, uh, how to determine your hit points. Right. And... Go ahead. Okay. Well, so um, you're gonna you roll the hit die for each class character in which there uh, is professing. You total the sum of the dice rolled and adjust for constitution, and then you divide the total by the character's classes, dropping factions under one half, rounding factions of one half or greater upwards to the next whole number. The number derived is the number of hit points that multi-class character gains with the rise in that experience level. So one of the questions I'm going to throw out there is, how do you do it initially? Is this for, this seems to be talking about rise in, because typically you rise in one level. I mean, you could rise in two levels right. at a time. But if you, if you rise, so, so let's just, let's assume that you're rising in one level. So I'm rising in one level as a thief, right? Well, well first you start as a 1-1 one, one regardless. So I'm a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, you're a fighter, uh, fighter thief with a 15 constitution. Okay, so... So you roll a d6 and a d4. Right. And you'd add them up. It says roll the dice and then adjust for constitution. So 15 is a plus one on, on, the, on each dice. So you get a plus, so you add plus two to that. That's, that's what I agree. And I think that's what I was doing wrong. And it didn't make any sense the way I was doing it is. I think clearly, as you indicated, you've got to add the con bonus to each die. Right. Because otherwise, you're being ripped off. Right. You're losing, your, your con bonus is being cut in half. Correct. So, okay, so I agree with that. So when you start rolling up your character, so let's say we'll do it right now. So let's say, um, uh, let's be a, let's be a cleric. Oh, we'll do the cleric ranger. Cleric ranger. What, oh, you want to do the cleric ranger? Yeah, what's your constitution? Because you, now i got a lot of rolls going. Right, what's Well, your let's cons- say my constitution is a 16. 16, okay, wonderful. So you get, you get 3d8. You get two for the ranger. Right, so I get one two. for the cleric. Right, right, so I would roll. So this seven. is the seven. And the four. F- that's the 11, and then I would add, if we're following the way they do it, that's the 11 plus the two, right? Well, it's two for each dice if it's a ranger. Oh, the, you get the con bonus for each die. That's why oh. rangers are ridiculous. Got it. Yes, because it's already ready to screw up. Each die. Constitution is adjusted by each die. So that's 11 plus Plus 4. That's That's 15. 15. That's right. And then I roll for the cleric, Cleric. which is an 8. Plus 2 is 10. And then we add those and divide. So that's 25, which is 12 and a half. 12.5. You round it up. So I just have to, I'm a level 1. With 13 hit points, and you're a cleric ranger. Right. And so let's say I was doing a thief magic user. With no con bonus, no I would just roll these two. Right, five, and you just threw the <laughs> dice down. It's a caltrop at this point. Now, right. five and four well, is nine. Oh, high. That's that pretty awesome. Wow, you'd have five hit points. That's pretty. Oh, that's pretty good for. for that's very good. Well, it's more than the beauty of this roll. It's more than you would be as a normal magic user. That's right. With no con bonus. Now, as I go up each, so let's say that I so advance. So now the challenge thief. is right. You, you advance as a thief. 
Right, and I haven't made it as a magic user yet. Yes. I get a roll, correct? Right, so you're now your second level thief. Right, let's so, say, right? So here you're just gonna divide by two. So if I you get one. <laughs> Thank God I round up. Right, you get one hit point. And now, the, 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 this is why people don't do this. They're supposed to keep track of their hit points by level. Because if you get level drain, which we're going to talk about oh. right now, you're supposed to keep, and I think it's, maybe it's not on the golden rod, but one of the player character sheets, it has what you gained each level, how many mm -hmm. hit points. Because in this case, so let's say for argument's sake, you rolled uh, a three, right? So that would be one and a half points, you get two. If you, when you roll your magic user and you roll a four, if you do two and then you do four, you would actually lose some of your hit points, potentially, by doing that. Right. So you have to keep track of it so when you go up both levels, you can add them together and follow the rule. Okay, we'll talk about level train. Um, but so the point is you have to keep track of individually because there may, it's an advantage to the player, potentially. Because you lose the hit points that you gain. When you level drain, you lose the well, hit points. Yes, you lose the levels that you gain. You don't... Because if you don't keep track of it, then you have to randomly figure out, well, how many hit points did I right. gain? Right, so you lose level? the hit points that, that you, you gained. gained. Correct. It's not like a roll of, a random roll downward. It's right. whatever you gained. That's, in theory, that's what you're supposed to do if they're keeping track of their hit so points. So basically, on that chart, you'd want to have an asterisk that says, in case of level drain. That's right, in case of level drain. <laughs> but it's important for multi-class, unless you're going up at the same level. If you're going one, one, two, two, like you said, you're... You have to keep track of the individual ones because eventually you're going to put them together and divide it by two. Oh, yeah, but is was it? Won't I? Wait, don't I just roll again? So if I'm now magic user, don't I just roll this? And why do I need to know what I was for C? So I let's mean, that's so three, let's, that's two. So let's say gonna... let's say you roll the two right here and you divide by one. You have one hit point for thief, right? Yeah. If, if, and your magic user. Then the next level, you roll. Uh, a three on here, right? Right. You divide that by two, you get two. But if you were to do that separately, you may get more hit points depending on how many things you have. Potentially, it may not work to your favor. That's why you have to keep track of it. Ninety-nine out of hundred times, it's going to work the same. This is three hit points. Two okay. And three. Oh well, you're saying there's times in which because you have to divide. Ultimately, you divide it by two and you round up or down depending on what it is. So if you if, oh, that's what, wait, but you could actually be rounding up twice. That's right. So you, you could actually get, wait, could you get more? I could be rounding, I could have two halves going up. So let's could, say I got. Be. I don't know. Well, let's, I, I don't know. Done all, I haven't done all the math. I'm sure Well, let's try some, some math here. Oh. Okay. So let's say, so let's say I do a three. All I wanted to say is you have to keep track of your hit points and then eventually fix it. But go ahead. But yes. I'm in, now I'm intrigued. Yes, you are. It's my fault. It's, it's always I, dangerous to do so, math. I'm sorry for all those out there. <laughs> it is dangerous to do math live though, because yes. you really should show your ignorance. So I roll a three. Right. And I get two. You get two. Then, separately I go up, and I get a three, I go up two, I would say I should go up two. But if I roll these together, I go up three. That's right. Because I actually I'd get, I would get one and a half and one and a half. That's right. You do one and a half and one and a half separately equals four. Well, one and a half, one and a half equals three. But separately would right. equal four. That's but, correct. But, but right, but one and a half plus one and a half equals That's three. Right. That's right. So actually I think it could be, it could be the worst. You could actually be cheating upwards. Right. Potentially. Correct. Right? I'm sure there's a way or to cheat it, downwards. Well, you, I think if you had three, if you're like the three multi, you could actually do, because you could do a third and a third and a third goes down. Right. But a third and a third and a third is, they is one. They can see our brains are hurting online. A third and a third and a third is zero. Right. When you're doing it separately. <laughs> That's right. But a third and a third and a third should one. be one. Right. Okay. But now the question is. Okay. Is. Does anyone are care? You, 
Does anyone care out there? But go ahead. Are you, are, are you kidding me? This crowd is eating this up. That's right. This crowd loves this. Mm -hmm. Are you, I understand your point, right. but are you correct that that's rules as written? So the question, look, so. Well, rules as written is when you add up the number of levels, that's rules as written. You could argue that you don't get hit points until you level up both levels. You could say that way too. Okay, well that's all right, well that's right, all right. So, multi-class characters determine their hit points as follows. Roll the hit die appropriate to each class the character is professing. Total the sum of all dice rolled and adjust the constitution. Divide the total by the character's classes, dropping fractions. The number derived is the number of hit points the multi-class character gains with the rise in that experience level. I think number four there suggests that this is the function you do. You follow this when you go up a single level. So I, I, I'm wondering if rules as written suggest you actually can end up getting ripped off or benefited yeah. by the fraction. It's the fraction adjustment is the problem. That number four says the rise in that experience level. That suggests that you should be, this is the, this is the method yeah. for each. Yeah, you could do it that way, absolutely. But that, so I guess ultimately, but, so that's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I wonder if some are worse. So if you're two classes, though, it's better because the haves and the haves, yep. the triple class is worse. The haves and the have-nots, that's right. Right, the triple class could be worse right. because you're getting the third and the third and You'd the third. You'd be dropping it then. You'd be dropping it then. Right. So what you feel is that you, what you do is you readjust it. I readjust it when they go up there. That makes more sense. It seems well, that what you're doing seems a fairer way. It goes back to that, but you could certainly do it that way. And I'm sure 99 out of a lot of times it does, it's a moot point because it's there. But uh, the big thing is the constitution adjustment is a per the dice, not per the level. Because not all creatures just get one. Uh, right. The assumption is most people get one level per die, but that's not always the case. And what I was doing is I was just adding total sum of all dice roll. And see, because number two is confusing. I think you're absolutely right. But number two says total the sum of all dice rolled, comma, and adjust for constitution. It sound, It doesn't say right do there. constitution per each die. Right. But I mean, but I think. But then if you go to constitution, mm -hmm. should say. Yeah. Hit point adjustment indicates, yeah, to for each, each die. hit die for a character. Right. So I agree with that. So I agree with that. Okay. That was very helpful. Good. I finally learned something. But you should show. keep track of it because now we're going to talk about level drain. Let's do it. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything in the DMG. I looked on hit die just to get that out of the way. Yes. I mean, on, Actually, on multi class. There's nothing in multi class except how to roll up a multi class uh, party or a multi class. Well, and uh, that you can be a gnome illusionist. Come on. Well, that's true. A gnome illusionist uh, assassin. Yeah, there's so let's nothing. talk about level drain. All right, level drain. Oh, and because this came up in your, why don't you? While well, we looked up, give give the example. We had this in your campaign. If I recall, yeah, and this is the one where someone online said that Lane should have punched me in the nose. Right. Um, yes, this was this was a classic. Which I appreciated. So give uh, the background for those who don't remember. So it was uh, B two. B two. That's and right. And there's a what is a, uh, it's a white. Spoilers a white. That's right. For those and, who don't uh, know. And white, of course, have level drain. Yes. And I think and Lane Lane was a level one one. He was a fighter cleric. Which is where the person said they would punch me in the nose for putting a white in a level That's one right. adventure. Exactly. Um, 
Well, the, the example... Not, 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 the, not, not that I'm bitter. The example was, right, what would happen when you... Someone gave the scenario... Did you put the scenario in or who put it in the No, Lane, oh, Lane, Lane put, put it on Dragon's Right, and then someone said, if uh, if my dungeon master put a white in, I'd punch him in the face. Yeah. Punch him in the nose. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then that. someone said, punch You need to get, punch Gary Gygax. Yeah, and then Gary. the debate became, but is the last cave you're supposed to have leveled up by the time you get there? But, you know, you don't necessarily... Maybe, How, you, but yeah. you might go straight to the back cave. Right. Right? I mean, you don't know. Of course, know. that's the fun. If you're as a DM, you're like, hee hee, they're going to just get slaughtered right here. So. Right? I mean, you know, that's the hope, but not necessarily. So well, and I agree. Your point was, when you see, it's like steps leading down. Right. And it seemed very sort of, you know, and, when, and there was a detection of evil. Oh, this is the, moderate, the famous moderate, moderate evil. What level of evil? Because was there... Oh, is, I guess a cleric must have detect evil. Right. And I said, uh, well, no, I was the paladin. You were a paladin? I, I took over a character. Oh. So the backstory is I've run B2, I don't know, 50 times. Right. I show up there, Dan's starting this game, want to be participating. He's like, play B2. I'm like, okay, well, I've played B2. I'm not going to say anything. I'm playing the paladin. <laughs> the entire table knew, probably right, knew what right. was in B2. In fact, they all had the maps out there just figuring it out. Yes. Um, we get, I know this, we, and they inexplicably, instead of cleaning out the rest of it, which we did some of it, they decide they're going to go to where the cleric, where the undead is. We're going down into the crypts. I think I, they went after the fact, didn't I? I had the caves emptied, I think, and then they wanted to go back, right, didn't it's they? page 119. Because they yes. knew that there was good stuff there. I, well, that could be. Uh, but I knew that the white was in there. Now, I can't say, hey, there's a white in there. We pro- we, also, fun fact, we didn't have any magic items, at, magic weapons at this point. So we may have had silver, but I don't think so. <laughs> so I can't say anything. So I say, I detect evil. And Dan, uh, in his things, because, oh, I wonder what, what I'm going to And I think you had explained to me before, sort of some, right. I think, at some point, that it, you, you treat it like the paladin, where it's actually levels of evil, right? right? Yeah, it says in here, the, under detection of evil, running from uh, minor to overpowering. And you may have asked me that in the game, well, what level of evil? Right. I'm like, I, what do you mean, what level? That's right, and, and we're flipping and there. turning. And, and so you put moderate evil. And so everyone's like, well, moderate well, evil. Well, because I, I look up on the undead list. Right. What's the level, right? How high up is white? And white's seen me, yeah, it's Midland. That's right. So it's moderate, moderate evil. And I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a it's lich. Not, yeah, it's not Demogorgon or Orcus, <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> but it's worse than a skeleton. But it's not, so, of course, moderate to us. Well, oh, moderate, that can't be that bad. Let's go in there. I'm like, oh, here we go. But, so, you, but the, here's the problem is, you guys weren't mo- a moderate party. <laughs> correct. Well, <laughs> it was like, built on the, is it relative right. or the absolute scale? Right. So I think it's use, absolute. You use the absolute scale. Yeah, you're right. Relative would be like, hey, a lot worse than us. Right. You know, so... Well, the relative moderate for us would be like a zombie or a right. ghoul. Ghoul right. would be, you know, scary, something we should be watched out, but, yeah, we could probably take them. A white, right. especially, and, and with the context, we didn't have magic items. So, the, all of us are basically trying to, we're almost gr- trying to grapple this white because we have, I think one guy had a dagger, magic dagger, so we're right. all taking turns trying to stab. <laughs> Passing, pass, pass the pass dagger. The dagger Over here, you're tossing it behind that's him. Right, I so Lane's character, who was 1-1, one, one, right. gets drained. And so the question then, what happens in that case? Right, because usually if you're level 1, you go you to turn zero. level 0. And, and we had rules. that happen to some characters because yeah. they opened up the, the shop. Pal- the paladin and the, and the... Oh, yeah. That's why he... That's, it was, he, it was it like somebody We all touches. got drained. Well, you were like, what you... Touch was the cleric and the... Pa- the pa- I forgot the paladin. You went and you opened up the... Uh, yeah, we, we took over the shop for someone else. That's right, because we were level 0. Right, right. And so the question is, if you go one slash zero, so what happens when you're multi-class right. and you live, where are you? So we're on page 119 on the, the DMG. DMG. Okay. 
Energy drink. All right. I'll let you handle this one. So first it says, the reason we brought this up is if, if this brings the character below first level experience, then the individual zero level person never capable of gaining experience again. So that's the bad part with this. So you have a first level fighter. As soon as they're zero level, that's it. They're, they cannot continue, which is why the paladin had to retire. If you read that now, yeah, yeah, and you're 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 done forever, right? Wow, yeah, never, to, never to capable of gaining experience again. You know that's in the DMG, of course, because right. Gary's like, I'm sick of because people were saying, okay, I'm starting anew, and Gary's like, no, 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 right, right, and it also says here this in, back to the rule: in order to allow for the possibility of loss of hit dice due to energy level draining, you might require that players record the score of each die roll for their characters, so that when a level is lost, the appropriate number of hit points also can be lost and known. Perfect. There it is. So there it is. So that yes. is by the book. But it says may. It should be you should because if it's may, that could work out to your advantage or disadvantage. So for instance, some would argue, let's say I rolled one on my hit points, right? But I'm not keeping track of it. Yeah. I may be worth to take a drain and then when I go up a level again, unless I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to write it down, I may roll later and get us, you know, what did I roll Right. No, absolutely. No, that would be that's wrong. Better. You'd have to, Yeah, right? you have to keep track well, of it. Well, that's the first sentence. It says you lose the hit points equal to those gained yeah. with the acquisition of the former, including the bonus. Right, so now it says, here's what we're talking about, multi-class. A multi-class character, a character with two classes, who is drained, I don't know why they put that there, who is drained, I guess that's for dual class potentially, who is drained of an experience level, always loses the highest level he or she has gained. Uh, second, if, if all levels are equal, the highest level of the class which requires the greatest amount of experience is lost. If a multi-class character is struck by a creature who drains two levels, a.k.a. Uh, Spectre, a level is drained in each class. So the question was, in the scenario of the fighter, uh, he was a fighter cleric or a cleric something. He was a fighter mm -hmm. cleric. He was something like that. He got drained. Well, now he's one. He's a zero one because he didn't get drained in both right. levels. Right. Could he get become level one again in that? Because the first rule above it was once you become zero level, you can't be drained. I mean, right. you can't gain levels anymore. Right. So the question was, as long as he's a level in something, could he continue to earn levels, or was he now screwed? And there's no that? answer. I mean, right, by the book, there's no answer. There, there's right. no, unless, unless it was adjudicated some other place, there was no answer for it. Right. You'd I, have to I was nice. I mean, I think that I allowed... Him to come back. At a certain, he had to gain a certain amount of experience points. Right. To, he basically was zero again. I think, you know, my... Which makes multi-class so much better than a single class. Because if you're single class, the rule is very clear. You get nothing. Oh, that's right. I think what I would do is I think I would make it that you can't... You're, you're done for that class. Right. Because that's... The zero is sort of... If you can never come back... Then it would seem to make sense that you can never come back as that class if you're multi-class. Right. And now you run the risk of becoming a zero in the other one. Right. Because otherwise, the only way then. So that's this is the new Dan, the the, the nice Dan when you're. Well, trying a group. to build a group. Right. I know that's been an excuse for. I allow no, no level limits. If you, if this if there was the Nuremberg trials of DMing, this I'm would trying be, to start this, a group. This would be your excuse for all the sins of. That. Is, isn't it true that you allowed a dwarf paladin? I was trying to start a group. Right. That's right. Half elf, ogre. Half elf. Uh, uh, elf, elf, elf ranger. ranger. Trying to start a group. <laughs> Right? You have, um, you you have allowed, no conscience, sir. You allowed a zero, right? <laughs> have you right? Have you no have you no conscience? Uh, I was trying to start a group. <laughs> um, and then I gave it to James. Uh, and I started my own and a, I was a hard ass. Unlimited levels. Uh, unlimited no, no, levels. No level limits. Right. Poison. We allowed Nick's character who was bitten by a spider. Yeah. We allowed him to use some sort of that was Ed, but that's fine. I had no problem with that. To use some sort of just 
ointment, leafy ointment you found, right? Do you see the tear? Oh, he is. It's like the Indian back in the, he sees the You know what he's pollution. saying to me? Yeah. You are not playing 1E. <laughs> I don't know what game you were playing, but it was not first edition oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, the horror of it. So yeah. you would rule that and I would agree with that. Yeah, you're done in that class because otherwise the only way for you to go out of the game is to, ha is, is to have a, a energy to two levels. What do you need? What's two levels? Uh, what'll do two levels? Uh, uh, specter and vampire. So you would have to be hit by a specter vampire. So in other words, you're like, oh yeah, let's go. White, no problem. I'm not going to be out of the game. Yeah. Right? Whereas everyone else is freaking out. They may have to do the, uh, open up the shop or whatever. Right. Um, I would agree now, if, if, if what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But, you're out. And, and then, the, now the second part to that is, let's say you decide, okay, great. I'm a first level fighter, first level magic user. I'm going to, uh, I, I decide I'm not gonna be a fighter anymore. I'm a zero level fighter, first level magic. Do you still lose, do you still divide your hit points in two, even though you can't go up as a fighter? Oh, that'd be awful. It's like appended to you, but yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would not do that. See, you're still nice. Because the <laughs> that argument would be awful. The argument is you've met your level. Oh my limits. gosh. So you yeah, but you're like zero. What are you? <laughs> I'm a fourth level fighter, zero level magic user. <laughs> Why do you keep saying you're a zero level magic user? Can't Let you? me explain do about my jerk DM. That's right. Ask him. That's right. And, and I'm losing half the hit points. Oh, that, no, that's awful. To me, that would be amazing. Because yeah. it's basically a death sentence when you do a level drain on the other thing. So uh, that's funny. So that's the benefit. Is you should be happy you're still adventuring? Don't complain. Yes. All right. Okay, are we moving on to dual class? Yeah, so I think that's it from, uh, I'm trying to look at the chat, because our production goblin, apparently he has a union break or something, he just took off. So. Right. Poor David, he's He's trying. still awake? Yeah, he's, he's going for it. Impressive. Uh, so I'm, I'm just looking over, yeah. yeah he... uh, Glade had three hit points, that's right, he did. Uh, I'm just looking over a couple of things real quick. All right, yep. He's talking about, he'd round the levels to the hit points. Yeah, so if you didn't know, you'd take an average, yeah, that makes sense, absolutely. Uh, okay, thank you, David. So the uh, dual class, dual class. So the the, the multi the human multi class. Right? To me, this I, I I said this last time. I'm not a fan of dual class. I'm not, what page do we have? Page thirty three. I'm not a big fan either. I don't remember anyone doing it. They would do it occasionally. So uh, so the, you know, obviously, I'm I'm very curious if we ever talk to like Jim or these people um, people from back in the day. You know what? Because again, Gary's been known. He wanted to be a human-centric thing, but then all these advantages for demi-humans was this kind of throwing a bone at mm -hmm. human class. So, oh, but you could be dual class. It's right. So, uh, so in dual class page thirty-three. Unlike multi-class who are non or semi-human, back to the semi-human, the character must be human. To attain the second class, the character must switch his or her profession at some point. There, there and thereafter, no original progression in the original class possible. So the idea is. You start as a thief or something, you go up a number of levels, and then you decide you're going to become a fighter. You cannot, you cannot progress in thief anymore. You start your career as a fighter, and you continue on going forward. And then at some point, you're able to use both of those abilities. So you're, so you're, basically, you're kind of changing jobs. You've been right. an accountant for 10 years. Right. You're like, I want to go to law school. Right. Okay. You, you've done that. So no, the, 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 the requirements are, are massive. Yeah, I had not ever remembered this. Right. So you have to have an ability score of 15 or more in the principal attribute of your original class and a 17 or 18 in the principal attributes of the class changed to. So you got to have your eye on the ball. 
Right. So you need to be it's like, like the bard we talked about last week. You have to know what you're planning ahead. You're like one of those kids. That you're like, for, you're like when I was 12, I knew I wanted to be right. a cleric paladin. Right. And I'm like, how do I become a cleric paladin? So you got to know. So when you're putting your your attribute scores in there, you want to be thinking about that. So if you get a, so I guess here's the good news. If you want to be a human, and you got a 15, and you got a 17 or an 18, you want to think about. Hold out the possibility, right? Just, you, you know, think about you may want to dual class. So what you may want to do then is you may want to put that 15 and that 17, 18 in two principal attributes where you think would be a cool, just to hold it out there, right? Right. But what the, the tough side is, is that the 17 or 18 has to go in the one you're not currently. Right. That's rough. Right. So you could, if you, and the fact that if you're rolling 46 straight, which is the way we do it, the chance of you having more than one or two good scores is slim. Right. So um, in that scenario, you know, if you had a 17 and a 15 and you wanted to become a thief magic user, as some of our folks are talking about, you'd have to put the 15 in dex and you have to put the 17 in intelligence. And you have to wait. And you have to wait. Now, but so you could now be all these combinations that we think are awesome. Right. You can be pretty like much elu- any you could be an You could be illusionist assassin. Absolutely. As a human. Right? You could be assassin illusion. You could be anything but a like paladin druid. Oh, because of the alignment. Or yeah, or druid assassin or assassin paladin or something like that. Right. What happens if you um, have an uh, alignment change? Oh, well, that's interesting. Right? Or, or like, isn't there a helm of alignment change? You stick yes. it on your head? And... That would be sad. You'd be sad. Well, alignment change is bad no matter what. But, but it, could it be good? So in other words, if I was, so let's say that I am, let's say that, so what would, so let's say the Druid Ranger. So let's say that I'm a Ranger and I put on a helmet. You can't be a Druid Ranger. Well, wait a second. No, hang on a second. I find, I I put on a helmet of alignment change and I become neutral. Do I lose being a Ranger? Well, alignment change doesn't work that way. Alignment change makes you diametrically opposite of what you are oh it's not just so it's not like i find a helmet that just makes it's not like a neutral helmet well I, per the original uh there's thing, gotta be something out there though that can well, take my alignment it's, change, it, unless it's a helm of random alignment then that would be so let's say thing. my dm has a, rel- a helm of random alignment yeah you know someone out there has that you stick it on there and you roll right yeah a typ- d, typically a d8 that, and it's something other than what yeah, you the are. old school uh, the, the version it's because it's it's not a helm of alignment it's helm of opposite alignment got it can I be a, so if I, well, there's got to be ways for, there's probably got to be multiple ways for alignment to change, isn't there? Uh, well, there's power, well, there's powerful, like, deity things or. That's uh, right. Your deity comes. You're, oh, you're the DM. You can do whatever exactly. you want. I mean, you could sp- say, you know, D10, this is your new alignment. Or so can I be a druid, right? So do I, can I still be a ranger? If I get, let's say I no. change and now I'm neutral. Can I, like, switch over to, okay, fine, I'm going to do a class. I've, and I'm gonna. As su- well, the problem with rangers, you have to be good. As soon as you're not a ranger, as soon as you're not good, you're not a ranger anymore. You're a fighter. Okay, all right. The question, I think, the better question is, and then we talked about this with assassins, because there's a, there's a lot of our people on, out there who think, hey, assassin. I know they're supposed to be evil, but you heard both Vic and David like, yeah. What about the lawful good assassin? You know, the James Bond or whatever. Right. Lawful or born. Neutral. Yeah, they're not really evil. You know, even though killing because they're not killing for money. That's the idea. They're assassins, but they're not even though they get paid. But they're not doing. It. Their primary motivation is not killing for money. Their primary motivation is king and queen and country or whatever right. the case may be. So. If you allow that, then you could get into some interesting, uh, you know, paladin assassin. You know, if you're right. going to allow lawful good right. paladin right. assassin. 
Oh, you're 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 liking this. Look at you. You're yeah, excited. yeah. You, that would be kind that'd of that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but it does say right alignments will preclude some combinations. What is interesting is that you have to have a 17 or 18 in the principal attribute or attributes. Right. So, like, what are the principal attributes of a? Let's say I want to become a ranger. Well, that's one of the things that uh, our, the August uh, Ch- Chamberlain is talking about, that some don't have primary attributes. So you just have to meet the minimum. You don't have to have a primary. So like, for instance... Oh, so I, was, I didn't know if I have to reach all of them. Like the ranger's got several, right? Right, but it's talking about primary attributes. Okay, so the ranger, there is no primary. Well, that's, that's a way around it. I'm sure there'll be some DMs... Well, like the illusionists don't have the primary attribute because they have it's both intelligence and dex. Right. Well, but here it says attributes. That's right. So what would be two? Well, the cleric, says, fighter, magic, or thief are obviously all one. Then wouldn't that mean, if it says attributes, doesn't that suggest that for the ranger or the paladin or the Jew, you have to have all of them? I would rule it that way because I, ha- I hate dual class. Because you'll never get it then. Right. Yeah, you'd have to have, well, you'd be fudging rolls. You'd have to have, you'd <laughs> you, have, you rolled it when no one was around, is what you're saying? That's right. You just kept rolling till you get it. <laughs> Five hours later, you just... Eventually, <laughs> I'm going to roll up a billion characters. Right. If, if you follow what, uh, what some of the folks are, if you, don't, if you ignore the attributes thing, and that really it's a print... Because the, the, the principle is what it's talking about, the prime attribute, the prime requisite versus multiple uh, attributes. But I know, but nobody has a, no one has prime attributes. Right. Right? Right. So, and it says principal attributes. I think the intent is that, but again, and I hate dual class, so I would make it as tough as possible because I think they're stupid. But if you wanted to allow it, then you could be a little more liberal and say um, that you're pr- only the principal attributes would be that. Yeah, so that's confusing right off the bat. Okay. Well, you know, it's like a lot of things. You could help if you wanted people to have it. Um, then you could say only the prime classes, like thief, magic user, fighter, have prime things, and they don't. Okay. So I can cho- I can switch at any time, though. Is that right? Right. And so then that leads into you could also say that you know you could pre- prevent some of the subclasses by doing it that way. But it really comes down to what what are you trying to accomplish as as a D thing? To me, that's not the biggest issue with them. But let's keep going. Okay. And let me just it's mention... It's restrictive, no matter what. It could be very problematic. Well, some of these are quite cool. Like, I think the idea of a cleric paladin right. is pretty cool. Yeah. That would make sense to me. Right. That you were a cleric, or maybe initially, or maybe you were a paladin first, and you realized, you know, fight, your fighting's interesting, but I really want to be, you know, I want to be the instrument of deity. I want to, you know, I, I put the way my holy zealot fighting, and I want to be more of a, you know, person of the cloth, or whatever you want to talk about. So, um... You know, that, that would be super cool. Okay, so, all right, so I can switch at any time. Yes. I keep my uh, old hit dice. That's, yep. Thank God. Um, but all other functions of the character now at first level, for the new one, of course. I mean, I retain, right. Right, I retain my level for the other one, of course, right? Right, but here's the problem. You, until you achieve a level higher than the previous level, yeah. you cannot use any of the skills that you've of the prior level. Correct. That's terrible. Right. So the higher up you go, oh, yeah. the longer it's going to take for you to let... So if you become a fifth level magic user and then you decide you're going to be, or become a fifth level fighter and then you decide you want to be a magic user, that when you're a first level magic user, you're just a first level magic user. The, adva- the only advantage you have is you have the hit points. So okay. really what you need to do... So let's say no one wants to be the cleric and you're like, look. All right, I'll be the cleric. Uh, but for only two levels. That's right. So I'll get the, or whatever, Cure Seerus. I'll go up to, like, whatever I oh, can. Well, cure Seerus is 7th level. Oh, it's so. critical. So it's uh, ninth level. Oh, all right, whatever. I'll get Cure Light Wounds. Right. 
fine. But I'm only going up two levels. Yeah. And then I'm switching over to Paladin. Right. All right, you know, so. Then you have to wait. Then you're a first level Paladin until you exceed that. Then you get at the time, because it says. And I can't the, use my clerical until, was it? I can't use the right, other you one? You can't do any of that. If you do, you forfeit, you get no experience points for that adventure. Okay, okay. Having switched classes, the character must perform strictly within the parameters of his new profession, his or her new profession. Okay. Reversal of the former class, reversion to the former class negates all experience potential for the new class with respect to the course of the recent activities. So basically, wow. for that adventure, if I were to cure, if I was to your point, I was a cleric paladin. I just became a first level paladin, and I, I lay on hands, and you're like, "Oh, I'm dying. I really could use some more help." And I you can't do it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help I'd you. I'd like to help, but I can't. <laughs> There's your last rites. I can, can I pray for you? Lady? I can pray for you. I think I can pray. I think I can pray. Anyone can do that. Assuming it's the same deity, that would be awkward. Anyone can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a cleric for this deity, but I'm a paladin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little, that yeah. Because you could be schizophrenic. That would be amazing. But anyway. oh, what are, you know, I don't know if you guys ever knew this, mm. but Jason, who I think is playing a dwarf, mm-hmm. in the, the game, you remember Jason, when, you know, he, he wanted to become the tree or whatever? He was right. schizophrenic. Oh, that makes a lot he had, of sense. He had, he had, a, yeah, yeah, he had, he had a, uh, a multiple personalities. Nice. I loved it. That was, that was good. I was a kleptomaniac. That was a lot of fun. And he thought he, was, he thought he was a dwarf and paladin. Oh really? That's what his other yeah. Oh. That's what he wanted to be. I don't know if it ever really came out because I think he he basically turned into a tree yeah, shortly he, he, thereafter. He, that pretty much, unfortunately, all the way most players play, and I'm as guilty. They play insanity as basically a death sentence, and eventually they just keep doing things well, to get themselves. Actually, killed. I think it wasn't he a druid, and so he really wanted to become a tree. Yes, when he was in that state, we never knew he wanted to be a. Dwarf. That may have been oh. a different character. Confusing characters. Okay. So, so anyway, the, that's a big negative. The only advantage is you have the hit points of it. So typically. People try to be the skill that they just want some bump up in power, like fighter. Right. right you put a right. couple levels in fighter, you get a lot of hit points, and then you switch over to magic user so that you get right. You have that extra hit points, so you're not going to die right away. I got it. Yeah. So so right. So basically, it's like, hey, I'd like to have a couple levels of experience of cleric or magic user, or fighter, or whatever, and then I'm off to what I really want to do. Right. Okay. So we keep going. And then at some time you exceed, now you get everything. You get the hit dice to the new class. But again, you start at the previous one. It says the hit dice appropriate to the new class is gained for each level and experience up to the maximum normal for the class in question. And the character may mix functions freely and still gain experience, although weapons, armor, shield is with regards to operation, particularly one or both classes. So they give an example here. A character with a strength 15, 17, 12, 10, 16, 7 in the normal order Begins as a fighter. Attains six at, at a, after attaining six level, the player switches to the character of magic user. So, which makes sense. So, primary uh, thing was um, strength of fifteen, intelligence seventeen. This allows the character main six retain six ten sided dice, but in all other ways, first level magic user. So again, that's huge. I'm a first level magic user. I have seventy hit points or whatever that right, is. Right, right, right. That's right. a pretty good deal. Right, and. And then when seventh level is gained, oh god, keep going. Seventh level is gained. He gets a now he gets a four sided dice in in magic user, and that he can wear armor. He can he can carry, but not but not wear armor and weapons not normally used by magic users, and resort to them if the need arises, not be penalized. So I'm not going to be getting any more hit points though until I hit the level above it. And assuming the, the class that you go into has hit dice that you get. Wait, what does that mean? So let's say for argument's sake, well, you a lot of, so for instance, uh, let me look at a character that doesn't get any more 
um, the druid, right? If you, oh, oh, I see. If you became yeah. the druid, uh, you know, you may never go up high enough levels of it. Or where's the monk? Um, you know, something where they don't gain any more hit dice. I, I gotcha. You may just get a point of hit right. point or two points of right. hit point, not right. a hit right. dice. Right, right, You right. have to exceed right. the hit point. Right, because certain, right, unlike fight or magic, or certain things have limits for anybody on how high level you can go. I gotcha. Yeah. So that's, um, so it, it's, the idea is then you get, you still have the restriction, but if you know you're going to combat, uh, you can use weapons and things without that. But, you know, but then the question comes, if you're casting spells, is it good enough just to sheath your sword and cast spells, or do you have to drop your sword? I would just argue they have to sheath their sword. Oh, and you can't be armor clad, though. This does not, the last sentence says, this does not allow spell use while armor clad. Right. You Such can. as an elven fighter magic user. Oh, so that's not good. Right. Well, but you're hoping by then you have bracers and ring of protection. That's the idea. Right. You're right. Yeah, you're pretty high up then. So, right. Yeah. You'd hope you have something equivalent to that. But yes, you could not use that and cast spells. So then the questions become... Okay, I'm a magic. I'm a fighter. I'm a sixth level fighter now. I'm a seventh level magic user. Uh, I can't cast spells, but can I use a wand? A fireball. Oh, it doesn't answer that. No. Well, or a scroll. Like, why can't I can cast spells? Well, it says I can, if I'm wearing plate mail. Let's say I'm wearing plate mail. Oh, I see. I can't cast spells, but can I use a wand? A fireball. I would say yes. Right. That's what I would say. So that's still pretty awesome. Yeah. Even though you can't it just says does not allow armor clad. It doesn't say anything else. Right. So I could still use my wand to fight. I could use my staff of the Magi while I'm full in, in uh, plate mail. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. I get it. So was that what Gandalf was? Uh, he must have been. Wasn't he wielding a sword? He had a sword. Yep. He had a fighter. He could... So do you think he was dual classed? Because he's human. It, it would make well, more sense. Well, he's sort of human. Well, he's human he's a, Yeah. He's a, well, you, well, that's your... Purview. As far as I know, I thought he was like an what's the name of the angels know. they called there? They're Aegers or something. Yeah, like that. he was something. something but like assuming that. he was human, He's an then avatar. he must have been multi-classed. I mean, well, dual class. That's right. My big so my big issue is again huge restriction that you 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 basically spend all this time and now yeah. you're a first level uh, whatever and you can't do a whole lot. You're an XP sponge because you know if the rest of the party is six level and you're first level, you're not doing a whole lot. You're not helping the party. Right. You're just a sponge. Right. And if you're in a thing where you, it's a hassle to get back, that's also... Yeah, you're just like, give me, give me experience. Right. I'm just here to suck up experience. Exactly. And items. Uh, it's, it's... Right. I'll be useful. You're playing the long game. Right. Which goes back to, you better have a campaign that you're going to be playing for a long time. Can you be, can you be a monk bard? Why not? As long as you, well, as long as the uh, restrictions, right? As, as long as you can do. So I can be a pal. So I can be a paladin monk. Why not? So that's the thing is you can be odd stuff, stuff that you otherwise couldn't be. You could be as long as there's no alignment restriction. Right. Oh, pal. Oh yeah, because I could be lawful good paladin monk. Right. Right. Okay. If it's lawful good, absolutely. You, you, there's really no restriction as long as there's no alignment. The only restriction is alignment. Right, I couldn't be an assassin. The druid's gonna be the tough one. Gotta be neutral or paladin or assassin. Any of those diametrically opposed. Either the druid with anything that requires like druid assassin would not happen because one's evil, one's neutral. Cleric druid. I'm sorry, paladin druid, ranger druid because they have to be good. Ranger assassin can't be. Wait, so what about restrictions? So how do you do with the uh, what about the weapon restriction? So that doesn't apply. And like, so I'm a monk. 
I'm a monk paladin. Right. What can I? Well, can when, I as your paladin, right. you do whatever. When you become a monk, you can only use the monk things. When you go past it, I would argue, in order to take advantage of the monk armor class and the multiple attacks, you can't be in armor. Oh, that, that's not talked about. That way, is it? Well, it's, it says you. It talks about that the restrictions are the most restricted thing. Oh, I'm sorry. This this allows the character to change six, but in all other respects, he or she must be a first level magic user, wearing no armor. When when seventh is spinning, however, the character gets forced out to die, and he or she can sustain. The character can now carry, but not wear, armor and weapons not normally usable by magic users. Right. But see, but it's only talking about. Well, the example, is, the ma- is, I know, it's on the example. Well, but the restriction is magic users can't wear armor and use weapons. So the idea is if I'm casting spells, I can't use that stuff. So if I'm a monk, I normally can't okay. wear armor and weapons like that. But if I choose, mm-hmm. so in other words, what I couldn't do is let's, let's, let's say I'm a fifth level paladin and I become a seventh level monk, right, or sixth level monk. The monk gets multiple attacks, but that's only with the open hand. They're not going to get multiple attacks with the sword. Sure. They're going to get whatever. And the movement at sev- a seventh level monk moves at 21. Well, you're not moving 21 if you're wearing plate man. <laughs> right. So in other words, the restrictions, you would apply the restrictions based upon when you're engaging in functions of that class. That's right. Got it. That's what I would do. Well, and that makes sense because the example talks about you can't wear armor and cast spells. So that would strongly yeah. suggest that. Okay. And, and where there's no limit to it or some challenges to it, then I would allow it to happen. You know, like they're thieving. They would not be able to, you could argue for, let's say, that, again, going back to this uh, paladin monk, falling down walls. Is that, part of it is, they're, you know, if they're on plate mail, is that going to be as effective or even they can do that? I would say no. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah, number two there says, right, the character may mix functions freely and still gain experience, although restrictions regarding armor, shield, and or weapon apply with regard to operations particular to one or both classes. Yeah. So, all right, so, right, restrictions, it, right. To me, it's a... a Operations, I, particular. Yeah. The, lo- the logic is, and I think it's somewhat consistent, is that if, if there's a clear affinity to the skill with something, like the thieving, climbing walls, picking pockets, that's due to... You, you have to be f- fairly unencumbered to do that. Right. That's why you can't... That's why you have to wear leather. It's not because leather's some magical thieving thing. It's because you're trying to prevent... Um, that from happening. So the problem I have with dual class is it doesn't make sense. The idea is you've done some apprenticeship when you become a fighter or a thief. You don't just show up and poof, you're first level. You've done, in dual class, you're basically, of all the races, humans have one of the lowest lifespans. They're going to go, to your point, mm-hmm. if I was a, a, an accountant and I want to be a lawyer, I don't just show up at the practice and go, okay, I'm a first level lawyer. <laughs> right. I got to uh, go to law school. Right. <laughs> and I got a clerk and I got to do all the right. intern and that's three yeah. or four years. It doesn't talk about here. Here it just says, I stop doing this and I start up. And in real, the reality should be, unless I did some training beforehand, yeah. you should go off and have to do that right. for three, you know, a year or two or whatever. And I'll be back. back. And I'll be back. So how does that work? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and you're really playing the long game. You need somebody who really is, is, is your character class is going to rise high in level. Uh, yeah, so, all right, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, if someone wants to do it, they can do it. I mean, there are the rules. I, no problem with them doing it, you know. It's just, it's not something I'm particularly interested in doing. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe Cleric Paladin, I think is pretty cool. I might be Cleric Paladin. Um, I, 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 I think about doing a couple levels of Cleric and then become a Paladin. 
Um, but that's it. But that's it. You know, right. it's like these joint degrees, JD, MBA or JD, MD. You know, you, you got to be, you know, you got to be pretty focused and playing the long game. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, very good. I don't think we have, uh, and and the thing with the at least it's inferred here that you can only do a two class maximum. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, you have to figure all this out. You know, so this again, working with your uh, what our people in the chat are saying is, you, if if you're going to have someone that's just like Bard, like Sionix, if someone's going to think about this, you you need to be prepared for that. All right. Now, what I was finishing with is that the dual class, it's two classes. It doesn't mention three classes that you could go from. Oh. The only one with is a triple class is the bard. That's the only yes. exception of it. You go from a fighter to a thief and then to some kind of pseudo uh, bard, uh, yeah. druid. But, you but can, can, my, can my second class be bard? Why not? So I could do... That's just. I'm sure someone's done it before. Some insanity. So I, I that gets confusing. Sure. It take forever. Right. You'd have double fighter. Do you, and when do I? When, when do I start? When do I? At what level do I start becoming a an actual bard? I mean, because I got to hit the level, but right. I've got like all these levels, right? So if I'm already a fourth level magic user. Right. So let's use that example. What? When do I become? Is that a, the grog line? I don't think that's the grog line. Someone going, please stop talking, make these scenarios. Yes, yeah. right. So in your scenario, you're a fourth level magic user. Then you decide you're going to become a bard, which means you're starting as a fighter up to fifth level. Do you allow at that point the magic user right, skills right, to do that? Right. Or do you have to wait for all of them? Then you wait. Wait. It gets better. Or then, bard. You then, bard. Then you become a thief. Yeah. First level. Do you? Can you still use the magic user? No. Or, no. Or do you stop using that? You got to be point? fifth level bard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot how to cast spells by the time that comes up. It's been so long. You're like, what? Oh, I don't forgot how this works. Because you went read from, magic. I, don't know. I can't do any of that. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, you have to wait. You have to go back up. to school. Wow, that would take forever. Because by then you're yeah. I mean, by then you're venerable. Right. Yeah. You probably got to roll for whether you die of yeah. old age. Yeah. And and, tr and and that's why I don't. That's the, that the same problem I have with the the bard as defined in first edition. The same thing I have with dual class. It makes. No sense that you're a fighter and then you know, today, tomorrow, you're a thief and you're picking pockets no. at 40%. A, a party should consist of four members mm -hmm. and you should have a thief, you have a magic user, That's right. you should have a fighter and a cleric. That's right. So it shall be written, so it shall be done. Excellent. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think we've said enough about that. We're, let's talk about our, our uh, suggestion. Didn't we have a suggestion? You had you you said that I had a suggestion, but I forgot what the suggestion was. That you said it's pretty sad that I should have. Well, we we were going to talk about. Were you going to do that? I don't think thing? we have time for this. So okay, I, and we don't have time for this. We want to do this next time. Yeah, let's do it next time. Yeah. So, so our I'm, suggestion is you should look this up because we're going to talk. They're very hard to find. Okay. Well, <laughs> I may have bought the last one. I love it. This is my suggestion. Something you can't find. This is first and yeah. So yeah, no, that is perfect for my. I'm going to suggest well, something that's very hard to find and expensive. And, and expensive. First Encounter magazine, which was uh, a magazine uh, out of Canada back in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. And Kelly Villemaire, who also wrote Lair Medusa, Medusa. Right, which uh, we've talked about. And he's going to be on the show in late January yep. talking about the module. And we're going to ask him about First Encounter magazine. And First Encounter magazine has something in it. The reason why I got this one is they have a little segment that they ran, which was to test you on your knowledge of character classes. Oh, okay. And what you do is you go through 
and you have certain questions like, how would you handle this? If you were a, a fighter illusionist. Which is, which is your favorite. Exactly. One of your is, have you ever played a known fighter illusionist trying to save your village? And so it gives you a bunch of answer choices, and you pick it, and then it tells you what happened. You died, you okay. live. Which is great, because I am playing in John, was playing John's ca campaign, A Fire Illusionist. So I look forward to, to seeing that. So we'll see how you do. So maybe we can start that, and we can do maybe one each time. Perfect. So we'll start that next time. because so that, of That's course, a good suggestion. Yes, and somebody colored. It was like a coloring book. <laughs> They thought it was a coloring book. Some dad was really angry. That's right. He walks in, and the kid is colored. The cloak. And the cloak. And this actually, so this, and I don't know how to pronounce last name. This is Eric Hotz, maybe H-O-T-Z. He became, he's a very well-known fantasy artist, apparently, mm. and he did these covers. And so oh, wow. I can't wait to ask Kelly right. about how he, how he got to know him. Because, you know, so some dad comes home and the kid has colored some of it. Has colored yeah. in the Eric Hotz. Apparently, apparently there, it looks like almost like this line here was probably he was coloring and this is where the dad struck him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And it like went on the ear. Because, you notice the ear is yeah. there. He was going right. up like this. Right. And he comes from behind him. He does the backstab. <laughs> With the club. With the club. It's the kid. And it, it gets the ear. What the are you doing? Yeah, why are it's you ruining that thing? That's wonderful. Yeah, I love it. That's a good bugbear, I think. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And Canada's Coast to Coast Fantasy and Gaming Magazine. Exactly. So, yeah, so we'll start that next time. So you definitely will want to tune in. Yeah, that would be very good. Next time. Well, and, and just FYI, we may start, uh, we may do next week's game on Sunday, our next game, our, our show on Sunday. So just FYI for those people. Um, we may do a little bit later. So and that's our holiday. That's going to be our holiday. We were, we were, we were yes, and I feel here. bad. because don't feel it, bad at all. I, I felt like, um, you know, Dan usually does all the accoutrements and all the decorations. So I started it, and uh, I thought he was pretty happy that I at least started the process. Absolutely. We got, the, uh, we got it. So it's very festive, and we'll have more stuff next time for our holiday show. We'll be buried in festive yes, things. Yes, that's right. All Wonderful. All right, so let's do a D10. All right. Uh, let's find the D10. <laughs> Is that the D10? That's the D10, yes. All right, sir. let's see. What did you think about today's show? It was okay. I thought it was pretty good. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, it's good. I thought it was informative for it me. Was, for, it was. There was actually some good things. Which means this will be a very low roll. Four. See? That's a little below average. That's okay. That's four. That's not terrible. No. Um, I think the uh, challenge for me was we didn't have as much people. I know... I've gotten so used to monitoring the chat, the you know, with the production goblin, that was... I was almost... Didn't feel like I was interacting as much with him. Right. So right. we may have to fire the production. Yeah, he just didn't come and then, back. He, then he just left. He didn't say he, he was leaving. He just walked out and just left. he never came yeah, back. So it's hard to find good help. Well, how much are you paying him? Uh, nothing. Rent. Right. Free well, rent. I, I, someone asked, because you know, Christmas, my brother just real quick asked uh, what gift ideas for my son. I said an apartment. That's what I'd like his, to get him, <laughs> get him an apartment. That would be great. So uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. Uh, at Grog Talk, we're, the website is grogcon.com, Google Play, iTunes, uh, we're on iHeartRadio, a bunch of other places. Please review, like, and subscribe. Uh, we are definitely climbing there. And again, it's less of uh, an ego thing. It's more of, hey, we think we're having fun. We like, we like the community. We love people chatting uh, throughout the world. We appreciate what everything's doing. Yeah, because if it's time for us to shut down, we, let, let us know. That's right, let us know, yeah. That's fine. But it's like, this is garbage. It, it, you know? Yeah. I got these chairs, and I would give you the chair. That would be the kind of... How do you like the chair? It's pretty good. This is very nice. Better than what we had. Better than the little uh, very nice. seats there. So um, we've got future guests coming. We've got a lot of things, Stokes and Fire. We, I want to thank uh, some folks on Twitter who are helping us, and when they get landed, we would certainly like to have them on there. Uh, really appreciate the support and the ideas. If you have ideas, info at grogcon.com. 
Uh, so, and, and guests that you want us to try right, to uh, right. get on the show because people are doing that now for us. We really appreciate Absolutely. They're grabbing guests for us and helping us with that. So if there's people out there that you really would like us to try to uh, rope in, let us know. Yeah, and, and um, we really, that, to me, that's half the fun is because there's so much uh, history that I did not know about growing up that I'm learning now after the fact. I wasn't plugged yeah. in. Can you believe now? Now we learn about Dave Arneson and he was in Orlando all those years. Right. Yeah, and we so, have Dave Arneson sitting here doing the show with us. We, we, that would be awesome. Yeah. In fact, we need to get a picture of Dave Arneson. I think that's right. The guy X on that side. We should put Arneson yeah, that's over like, here, like the Mount Rushmore of uh, exactly of, of this. So yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're doing that. We're doing Dave Arneson Day, and so actually, after we get off, we're going to talk about that, and hopefully next week we'll have some more information. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan, and we will see you next week on Grog Talk. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.